double coverage. Uh, welcome to double coverage. What's happening? With the technical yeah. difficulties, Doma. <laughs> Uh, well, look, don't worry. We, we, we're going to get this right bang on one day and we're, we're, we're going to be laughing. There's nothing to worry about. We'll just... But it's all good. It's all it good. Out, we can freaking crop that through the it's YouTube editor, which is always elite. So <laughs> apologies for anyone that's listening. Uh, yeah, we've got a... As I was saying, we've got a big show. Uh, NBA to cover. AFL finals was elite. We've got an F1 Grand Prix coming up this week. We have some UFC news. We've got bloody... Some of the craziest stuff happened during the EPL over the weekend. NFL. Saucy went four from four in his tips. He's got a lot to discuss Five there. from five, Doma. Don't cheat me out. Five I put a late five. one in there once I seen the line come in from seven. I was confident at seven with Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. Uh, seeing the line come in to five and a half, and I had to add an extra percent, Doma. I just, I just yeah. didn't understand that. And rightfully slow. so, they won by 13. They covered comfortably, and I was... I was uh, all about it. Don't worry about that. Very nice. Very nice. Like, looking forward to it. Uh, there's going to be a few rants today. I think we're going to go off a fair bit on a few different uh, different topics. But we'll definitely get to that, uh, especially in hobby talk. Uh, Source could jump out of his seat there and lose his marbles. And uh, you know what? I'm looking forward to it. Let's, let's, let's be honest. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> right, let's get stuck straight into it. Let's get into yeah, it, Everyone thought, hopeful. Lake Show! Lake Show! Let's go. Regardless of what happens, either Saucy or, or I am going to be correct on uh, the outcome. I said it was going to be 4-1. You said 4-1. One, one. Yep. And it's not going to 7. So it's yeah, I said 4-2. And I, uh, you know, I did come out confident after one of our post games when we went up 2-zip. Two, two and I was like saying, oh, we're, we're going to win it 4-1, Dom. I'm going to have to go with your thing. It's uh, and not for anything, Dom. Uh, it's three one, and you're you are facing the not only coming back from a three one lead, which obviously we know there's only uh one man in history who's been able to pull off that comeback, uh, that being the man who you are facing, LeBron James, with the Cleveland Cavaliers back in 2016. But in a closeout game, uh, unfortunately, LeBron James. <laughs> Is goes to another planet. He, he he just he plays unbelievably well. This is the moments he lives for closing out a series, and I, I just I, I just can't see now that we've got it to that game. How Doma, how are you are able to you know even have a chance? Uh, uh, I just I, we, I just we, don't we, see it. Come on, man. I said it. We're being realistic. We had to try it. Like, we got a 2-1. We had to steal today's game, clearly. And then it probably might have gone to seven. I would, I'd gladly say I was wrong and probably go to six or seven. But uh, we lost today. It is done. It is... Uh, you summed it up perfectly. If you've never watched LeBron James play in a closeout game, I tell you what, you don't want to be playing him in a closeout game. Uh, I said it to... To source this he's literally like the Willy Wonka golden ticket in the chocolate bar. If you've seen the Willy Wonka movie, that this is exactly what it is. LeBron has got the golden ticket, the golden opportunity, and he knows he's not going to blow it. He's going to try and leave it all on the floor and just try and decimate the heat in the next game. And I know Miami's going to throw everything that they possibly can at LeBron, 
But it's, it was proven once again today. If the Lakers didn't have LeBron James in their team, I know they got AD and he played pretty well and he did a lot of good stuff off ball as well as when he had the ball in his hands. But proof is in the pudding. If LeBron James wasn't in that team, there is no chance in hell they would be in the NBA Finals. As simple as that. His team was struggling. He just dominated the O-boards, just drawing fouls. He played so aggressive. He was just a bully. When he goes into that into that mode, you, you can't stop him. I, like I said, I genuinely... Think... And not for anything, he made his free throws tonight, shooting yeah. uh, 10 of 12 from the free throw line. And not for anything, he could have actually had more attempts. He didn't get any calls in the first half. The calls have been pretty um, terrible in, in today's game. So, look, I'm, I'm not one to, to complain about it too much, the calls, because I think there's been average calls on both sides of the ball. Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. You know, uh, it's in that sense... But it was it was nice to see him be rewarded with some free throws. In that, I mean, there was some fouls on him, not for anything, Dom. If that fouls on like Stephen Curry at the at the ring, um, the way that Crowder, you know, swapped across and dragged him down because he's such a smaller player, that would be a flagrant foul. But on LeBron, because he's so strong, you don't even see any of that bare effect, and you've seen him get agitated because he knows they're hard fouls. You know what I well, mean? He got up. But, he got up off that uh, offensive board when he boxed out Crowder completely, and he got the ball when he uh, up faked him, and then went up and he got hit, and he fell to the ground. He got up and he had words at Crowder, and LeBron never. If you watch him, he never has words with opposition unless he absolutely cracks the shits over something. Uh, he obviously wasn't liking it because every time he was going one-on-one with Crowder, he was just getting whacked every single time. And I'm a Miami Heat fan. We were just smashing the hell out of him. And nothing was getting called. And then eventually he worked it out and he got a couple and ones that he converted and a couple that he did and he just went to the line. And While Davis did hit a massive three at the end, pretty much iced the game. Uh, I know a lot of people were hopeful uh, in game three from our results. Uh, whether you're a Miami fan or not, uh, a Lakers fan, uh, I know a lot of people want LeBron to lose. I just honestly, let's be let's be honest. If I had to lose to any player in the NBA Finals, uh, LeBron is probably number one on my list, as he is my favorite player. So, like I said, we overachieved. Uh, what you saw in Game Two is a reflection not on how well Miami played and how well Jimmy Butler played. But how I'll be honest with you, how poor the Lakers played. They uh, Danny Green could not hit a three to save his life. Colwell Pope couldn't hit a three to save his life. They LeBron kept switching the smaller guy onto buckets down the stretch, which was stupid. And, and what did they do today? They, they yeah. started uh, putting Davis. Anthony Davis and LeBron on him were the guys who were guarding him down the stretch, and even through that second half as well, not allowing him to obviously go off and make so many plays, um, forcing him to shoot outside shots, um, keeping him out of the paint. Um, yeah, it, it, we just played better in that sense. I mean, I was still not happy that we didn't look after the ball. Uh, yeah, you turn, yeah. 15 turnovers. But one thing I will say is we played terribly in that first half, having so many turnovers, LeBron having five himself. But... Coming out in the second half, LeBron only had one turnover. We, you know, I think we only had ended up having like 
five for the rest of the game in that second half. We were able to turn that around, and, and that was the difference in the end because uh, we were able to get more possessions, um, I think, on the on the offensive boards. Once again, getting another 10 uh, second-chance opportunities. You guys did really well on the boards as well, uh, in, in a sense. You've been killed by more than that. I think you only lost it here by six uh, on the boards. But still... Um, as you've seen, there was still just some hustle plays that our guys made. Obviously, Rondo being able to get those offensive boards. Um, he's been good. He's been, been good so playoff good, Rondo. Man. I, so, so good. We said, we so, said so you need good. role players to step up. Um, I mean, today, and our bench played good. Like, our bench has been good the last two games. So, if, not for anything, in the last game, our bench was actually better than our starters. You know, you had LeBron really struggled, and AD obviously struggled heaps. And that was a big factor in us losing losing the previous match uh, and not for anything, allowing Jimmy Buckets to have his way and do whatever the hell he wanted um, inside the lane. But today we were able to rectify those things and come away with a victory. Um, I thought AD would probably score a bit more, but not. he had a good, great game, I would say, on the defensive end, having four blocks and a steal. Um, that's, you know, that's good stuff. And... He's rebounding, which he usually cops a bit of flack for. Uh, he ended up with nine, so you'll take that. And yeah, we we look. It wasn't to be honest. It wasn't pretty, but we were able to put. Oh, it was it gross. Together, it was absolutely. Gross I said to, to you, it was an ugly stuff. game in the first half. It was it's, an ugly it's game. A disgrace. But both sides, both sides. Yeah, oh, Tyler Hero missing open, wide open threes, corner three. I think, I think wide open. Hero didn't hit a three till midway through the third quarter. Oh yeah, I I was so, like. It was just um, that type of game, man. It was ugly, but it was just like the team that was going to clean it up down the stretch. Um, obviously, you get a few calls, but you make your luck when you you know attack the basket, which LeBron did. And, and yeah, we were just too strong. Look, that's it. We're, and it's over, yeah? I'm telling you, we're no, winning over. the next game. We're winning the next game. Uh, Saturday, come here. What's that? Saturday here, Friday yeah. in, the, in the US, yeah. Friday night. Um, Friday, I'll game over. That. Yeah, well, it'll be good because we will be definitely doing some uh, some lives. Uh, for yeah, that. the tenth. Uh, it it it's finished. Uh, I said it. That was the other thing as well. You you mentioned it there from from game three. Uh, you had over twenty turnovers, I think, in that game. So you had fifteen today, and you won by whatever it was by six, and you had fifteen. So. If you've used the ball so well like you did in game one and game two, you just see what happens to us. Uh, you get extra possessions. It's a lot tougher for us to defend it. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing more I can say because I've said it all really for, and for you, a week and a half. I told you yeah. this was the outcome. If you're a Miami Heat fan like myself, you've got to we be We were able to it's defend the paint it's, better, yeah. Doma, this game. A lot better. And I said it was – I said it uh, – I did a pregame. Uh, live on our Instagram, uh, talked about how I understand Bam's a better player, defender than those other guys, but what those uh, other guys, Lennick and Myers Leonard, allowed uh, them to do was uh, forced Anthony Davis to stretch the floor, uh, guard the three-point line a bit more, because obviously you can't leave Kelly and Lennick wide open from three, because the guy can yeah, knock can the shot it. down. Um, and that allowed Jimmy Buckets to have more opportunity at the rim, you know? They weren't getting Anthony Davis challenging him as, as much. Lakers made that adjustment 
made that adjustment in this game, and that was key. That was you know, the we key. Didn't, we, we, we kept Jimmy Buckets. All right, he was twenty. He still scored 22 points. I think he had eight assists or something. Well, he had 40 but in the last game, so... He had 40 in the last game. That's We've kept him to, to from 40 to 22. You know, you'll take that. You know, he, he's still going to make some shots. He's still a great player. Um, but, you know, it's about making those adjustments game to game um, and seven-game series. That's why the best team in the end does come out on top because you, it... it it shows how you're able to change your tactics game to game within a game um, to get the momentum going your way down for stretches and finish on top. So no, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's awesome for you. But like I said, I couldn't be more prouder for my ball club uh, as a supporter and a, a massive, massive fan of the Heat. There they are. There they are. The Anthony Davis marquee rookie BGS nine point five. I'll take that. Thank you very much. And uh, the LeBron James first year Donruss Optic uh, Purple Prism. Very nice card. We'll take that as well. Uh, but that's it. Uh, I think it'll be wrapped up on Saturday. Uh, I'm not going to be absolutely shattered and suck it up and make excuses because uh, I'll keep reiterating again. I wasn't trying to spread cynicism and be a cynic. and It's just fact. And like we, we tell you on double coverage, mate, we come with facts. Like, if you know anything about basketball, you know exactly what uh, Saucy said. Over seven games, the best team always wins. So look forward to uh, having a chat on uh, Saturday. Uh, game starts at 12 p.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is very good. A nice midday. Have some lunch. Watch some ball. So stay tuned for that. And... Uh, 4-1, looks like I'm going to be right. And just to end, uh, I think, uh, in my opinion, I reckon the Lakers tanked uh, that game, that last game, because they wear the Mumba jerseys going into uh, game five. So if they win it, they'll be hoisting the trophy up in the Kobe Bryant Mumba jersey. So read into that. It's all a conspiracy, Doma. Read into that what you will. LeBron just threw, he just threw it because he's like, you know what, wear the Mumba jerseys, game five, win my fourth t- title and goal for 40. <sighs> LeBron, I, love Le- it. I reckon LeBron's going to put on an absolute lesson in basketball. For anyone watching out there, you're going to sit there and go, this guy is definitely not in his 17th year. That is how you're going to view game five, in my opinion. There it is. Bang. That's my take on it. All right, Tom. Very nice. What are we off to next? All right, coming up next, AFL. And it was a cracker of a weekend. So Good stay stuff. tuned for that. And we're back. Uh, saucy. Saucy, saucy, saucy. My, my, did we have a great weekend in AFL football? It was. They, they were some of the greatest uh, finals games I've ever seen. Uh, that West Coast and Collingwood oh. game. Not for anything, Dommer. I think we gave out some absolutely pearling advice on that game where we said, "What did I say?" Uh, you said, "I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip uh, Collingwood by two points. They won by one. I'll, I'll give you that. You were one point off. That's mate, pretty they, good. Mate, they should have got That's the two points. Good. The ball bounced on the behind line and bounced out of the goals to McGovern with like 50 seconds left. I was like, "Go in for a behind, you bloody thing." Oh, <laughs> I'll spill right? it. And uh, we we called it. We I said. Uh, 
take that plus 13 and a half points on the line and put that in your multis. That's a little bank of you for you with that dollar uh, ninety. And uh, if you took that advice out there, ladies and gents, you might have made some cash along with my NFL tips, which were absolutely on fire. But the AFL, uh, for what it's been slated this year at times throughout the media, our, uh, the game not being no, nice to watch and whatever, those games just showed that when you get the quality teams playing each other, you get quality football. 100%. In the end of the day, these are the best eight teams left in the competition, and rightfully so. And as we said from said from day dot, uh, because of the circumstances of this year, it doesn't matter if you're a home team; everyone's pretty much in the same uh, same situation. So any, anything can happen, and it was proven on on Sunday on Saturday night when uh, the Pies beat uh, the Eagles. Really, anything's possible. Um, well, we'll just quickly go through a rundown. Uh, on the on the Thursday night, Port Adelaide played uh, the Cats down in uh, South Australia. I'll tell you what, if the Tomahawk could have kicked straight, Port Adelaide would be finding themselves playing in uh, a semi-final this week, not straight into a prelim. I said I put that up on the the Instagram story. I said Tomahawk as a all Australian full forward selection this year. These are the games. These are the moments you got to live for. These are the moments that you got to step up in and to have five scoring opportunities and not even to kick two uh, at least. And that's that would have been semi pass. I reckon. That been no, a, I, yeah, I know, still reckon it, it's enough to win the game if he does that because the momentum shifts. Completely. Like, he, he missed, missed everything. Apps. He missed some goals that I was like, to I couldn't believe what I was watching. Nah, just, let's go to the behinds counter because he would just be on top with five. Zero goals, five. Zero goals, and, five. That's And he played well. Stuff. Yeah, 13 touches, eight kicks, five handballs, seven marks. Like, he, play, he played really well. On the other end, you got old Peter Check, Brad Ebert with the helmet. Kick two goals, two old helmet head, and pretty much was literally <laughs> was the X factor in this game. He was. No one expected him to come out and play as well as he did. He looked so threatening every time the ball was down there. So they kicked themselves out of it. Uh, they seem to do this every time. A lot of people saying it's straight sets for the Cats here and it's all over. Um, um, conversion rate, Doma, are absolutely measly. 29.4% on inside 50s. That will not win you any games of football. Sorry, but... I agree. Th- that's where the game's lost. They they got the ball down there. They had opportunities. You've got to take those chances in finals footy. Um, that's just the way it is. You, you, you can't... You can't allow opportunity after opportunity to be wasted because not only does that you know, let Port Adelaide off off the hook. But you've seen the most important thing in an AFL game is scoreboard pressure. If you can put that scoreboard oh, pressure, 100%. be able to get consistent scoring and, and, you know, be able to, you know, get goals back when you get scored against, um, that allows momentum in games and, and sways the momentum to your favor. And momentum is a great and beautiful thing because uh, once it gets going, it can be unstoppable. And it happens in every sport. It happens in every sport. Um, AFL's no different. You see it in basketball, same thing. 
with momentum going on with your team, and now with AFL, with the whole rule change about there not being able to flood back players, you get that momentum going your way, and you start winning those center clearances, and getting it locking in your 50, scoring repeat entries, and goal after goal, um, you know, good night to the other team. So oh, it can change the game so much. Uh, unfortunately, it came down to Geelong not taking their chances, as you said. Uh, and Tomahawk, got to be better. Got, got to be, be better. better. Australian full forward, got to uh, be better. Port got that done by 16 points. Uh, Saucy had them covered by 13. He almost nailed it for the margin. I had Port by eight. We both got the tip there, which was fantastic. Uh, next up on Friday night, we had, I'll tell you what, you and I have called that the season was over three months ago and have been saying it for the last three months that the best team in the comp is Richmond. And I'll tell you one thing, ladies and gents, we're not wrong. I'm sticking by it. <laughs> I'm not getting sucked into that. I'm not getting sucked into that. You've just lit a fire under the reigning premiers, mate. You reckon they're going to settle for that crap? Genuinely, you reckon they're going to settle for that? I feel sorry for St. Kilda this week. Like, I really do. Richmond could just come on and give him a bath. But in saying that, props to the Lions. They played a great game of football. Um, 10 goals, 9. Since that bye, we've been saying it since that bye. They've kicked so accurately. And we said if that, that can transition into finals football, the accurate kicking is a different ball game for that football club. What do you know? They kicked accurately from the from the get-go and have a look at them. They are into a prelim. And Richmond now have to realistically uh, win next week or they're out. Yep. Yep. I mean, you know, here we go. We've got the quarter-by-quarter quarter breakdown. In the in the first quarter, Brisbane kicking three goals, one. You can't get much better than that. Tigers, four goals, one. Brisbane in, this, in the second quarter were able to, to, to convert four goals, one, to the Tigers, one goal. So both teams kicking straight. But in previous seasons, in previous games, uh, even throughout this year where they were losing games like that, not losing games, but even some games just winning them, it was because they weren't taking these chances early on in matches. Correct. Um, they they Correct. swing that around this game. We spoke about it earlier in the season on the podcast, um, and we said if they can rectify this, because they are good enough. They're good to, enough. They're good enough. They're good they, enough to win the flag. That's right. They are good enough. And I said uh, on their home deck, now they've given themselves the best opportunity, I think, you know, to, to make the grand final. Obviously, on the grand final, anything can happen. I'm not going to say it's, yeah. it's a shoe in Yeah. Um, but they've given themselves the best opportunity. And I think whoever they face next week, uh, I'm not sure what side of the draw they uh, will be they, facing. They will play either Geelong or Collingwood. Okay, Geelong or Collingwood, which not for anything, I think... That, That's a I, good I think game. That will be a good game. That will be a good game. But I think they're able to beat both of those sides. And they've given themselves the best opportunity. On the flip side, uh, Richmond Tigers... You are the reigning premiers. There's no need for you to get caught up in that absolute rabble bullshit oh, that uh, seeing three 50-meter penalties they were given uh, against them or four. Uh, I'm not sure. One 100-meter penalty where Lockie Neal bang one from 50 meters. Do you know, um, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. That was the turning point in uh, the footy game, in my opinion. That 100-meter penalty. Because if you watch Brisbane play, no knock on Lockie Neal. But he got destroyed in the first quarter. He didn't have a touch. 
He kicked that massive goal in the second quarter where he just started to find his way back into the game. So their best players starting to find the footy. This is a guy that's notorious for not being able to like bomb one from, from 50. He was fairly, The man on the mark was on the 50-meter line, so he probably kicked it from like 56, 55. He's not known not for bad. doing stuff like that, and he's banged it, and the momentum there really pumped the boys up for the lines. And that was now tell me, tell me, Dom. I just got a question. Yeah, yeah. Is Tommy Lynch going to be back this week? Uh, well, I don't care if he's got his hamstrings off the bone and he just had surgery. He has to play this week, or they they could be done. Uh, yeah, because sorry, but look, I'm not sure how old he is. Let's well, I'll tell you. Name. I'll tell you. Marbio Chol, son. Um, Marbio, Marbio Chol. You cannot play from behind when you are in the forward 50. So many times you've just seen him caught behind his defender, stepping in front, able to take the intercept marks. Um, Chol, you've got to make a contest. You've got to bring the yeah. ball to ground. You've got to bring into your small players, Castagna, uh, Rioli, uh, the other small guys down there. You've got to let, give them a chance. The way you play there, you are, if you continue to play like that uh, going forward in your career, you will find yourself out of the AFL very, very quickly. He got destroyed. Oh, he did get killed. He'll be dropped anyway this week for Lynch. Uh, you can you can literally put your money on that. Uh, if he doesn't, well, I still think, I reckon it's a stupid move if he doesn't. But I'm I'm saying he's getting dropped. Lynch will come in. Uh, that, that was the difference because I thought Harris Andrews wasn't going to play because he was carrying an injury, but he got up for the game. Uh, I'll tell you what they did, exactly what, what you said. He was playing from behind, and what the defenders were doing were they were blocking him out but making a contest, no illegal blocking, but they kept playing in front. And then because when he was trying to get in front, Harris Andrews was the loose man in defense, and I, he was just gobbling up the intercept marks. Yeah. So they were, yeah, that's he was right. literally, they were blocking him he was out, and he was wasn't making a contest. He was, it was too weak. Um, even sometimes when you're two on one, you got to be better as the forward. You got to bring the ball to ground, even if there is another guy there. Uh, Brisbane, look, I mean, Richmond, they did bomb it in a bit too much, in a sense. They probably could clean that up a bit going forward this week. But I just, I just, who were they versing, Doma, uh, coming forward? They're versing just, the Saints. The Saints. I just uh, look. Not They'll for be anything. loving life um, as well. Paddy Ryder injured, massive out. Jack um, Carlisle's out, their key defender, because his wife's so, having a, a child. So he's left the bubble and he's done for the year. So Wow. That's what I'm saying. It could be literally they could give they could kill St. Kilda this week. Wow. Up, they're, they're pissed off. The Tigers are upset, mate. Yeah, they are. They they're are. upset. They think a lot that, of stuff but... didn't go their way, which some stuff didn't go their way, but that's football in the end of the day. Credit to the Lions. I'm not going to take the win away from them. But in the end of the day, they'll come out firing this week and do what we expect them to do to, unfortunately, a lesser side in St. Kilda. I'm not bagging them and saying they're making up numbers like they did for Collingwood because clearly anything can happen in bubble football. Um, Saints could get the jump on them and could win, but the Tigers are going to be fired up. You don't want to be playing them this week, and unfortunately, the Saints are. Uh, moving on to that to that game. The Saints got the win over the Doggies by three points. Unfortunately, Saucy's boys, he's smoky. The Dogs. Done in straight sets. Very disappointing, Dom, because 
you know, they made a late late charge for it, but you, Again, you, yeah. you, you, you can't allow yourself that much um, to do to come back from. You know, going into the going into the fourth, uh, down four goals, going into the fourth quarter. Look, they really lost it in that um, in that third quarter. They came out flat after half time. They couldn't piece it together. They allowed St Kilda to get the run on, um, and you know, once again, uh, not converting chances as well uh, doesn't help. So, 100%. Um, you know, finishing with a conversion percentage of forty seven percent. Which is, uh, you know, obviously not as bad as Geelong's twenty nine percent. That's why we say that that was an absolute horrendous loss because you just couldn't convert. Um, you you got to try and get that up over the fifty percent. Um, you got to convert at least a minimum of fifty percent of your chances because it's so hard to get the ball down there. Um, that when you do, you got to be able to capitalise. And not for anything, they had fifty inside fifties compared to St Kilda's thirty five. They had another 15 inside 50s. So what were they doing with those inside 50s? Well, they weren't hitting targets. At times, they were bombing it in. Uh, yeah, St. Yeah. Kilda, St. Kilda to, to you know, outmark them, which they did on the match, you know, outmarking them in total. But in that defensive 50, they, they just got picked off. Um, and, yeah, St. Kilda... Look, St. Kilda did... Did a great job. They did a great job. They, they, they played... They played that fourth quarters, but they were able to come out uh, roaring after halftime, get the lead going into the fourth, which is what you want to do, especially with these shortened quarters. It's hard to chase down the lead in one quarter, especially if you get that four-goal lead. Um, it's nearly, you know, it's really difficult. Yeah, you, you've got to nearly have a perfect quarter Mate, to have a chance at coming back. They've done well. So, it's been 10 years since they've actually made it to the finals, the Saints, since that 2010 uh, year where they made two grand finals in the same year. Drawing the first one, then unfortunately getting pounced by the pies in the second one. But 10 years, they've come in, they've put in a great performance. Their list is much better than what it was uh, at this stage last year, that's for sure. It was a bit of a rabble, the Saints. Uh, very underwhelming, but they recruited well. They got there. As we mentioned before, extremely unfortunate that Paddy Ryder um, did his hammy. He was massive in this game. Uh What's best the, on grounding yeah, one. Best on fact. And the, oh, the worst on, part is, the, Dom, the worst part is, he literally done it in like I know. the last two minutes of I know. the game. I know. So it's, sad it's, stuff for, for Paddy Ryder. Yeah. Actually, you know, obviously, uh, uh, ex Essendon player was a, a real, you know, top player for us when he played at our club. Um, so and. You know, you don't want to see injuries to, to guys in finals because it's just just sucks because you play your whole career, you play your whole season yeah, I know. for these moments, and then you, you're unable to step out there on the field and give it your all. Um, yeah, feel yeah, it's, bloke. it's no good. It is no good at all. And as mentioned, uh, Carlisle is he's done for the year. Uh, anyway, moving on, we got uh, the last game, which was by far the best game of uh, the first round of the finals. The West Coast Eagles, 11-9-75, defeated by the Collingwood Magpies, 12 goals, 4 behinds, 76, by one point. Wow. I was on the edge of my seat in this in this one. It was phenomenal. Uh, they pushed hard, West Coast, really hard. Uh, that How Collingwood was able to just withstand the barrage from the West Coast Eagles, was uh, was fantastic. Two late uh, late goals in that fourth quarter, 
uh, save them. One was a, a miracle left foot. Absolute know, pearler. From Brody Majacek. Mate, and then the that was an one, absolute cracking goal. And then the second one by Jordan the goalie out of the Mate, pack. That was nice too. It was two flashes. It was literally, I was having flashbacks to 2001, 2 and 3. Jason Akamanis on the boundary line type stuff, that one. How that it nice. went in, it was, it was nice. It was literally the uh, yeah. Look, he's one of those players. The goalie, he's just got that X factor. He can he, he, he can do amazing things. He can break tackles. Uh, he's got power around those hips when he when he you know bustles through. So, look, it was a great game, Tom. And one probably the best game of football I've probably watched all year. Um, there wouldn't be many up there. It'd be it was great. definitely in the top two, three games yeah. of the whole season. Um, it was. It was just good stuff, man. It was all round. Um, we got big, big cocks up forward, actually uh, stepping up again in finals. Why he doesn't do this throughout the year? He waits till finals to actually play good. I have no idea. Um, but it's what you need to see from the guy. He, you know, he kicked three goals early in the first half. Oh, USA! Then he was able to make it. He was able, USA was able to make a contest. Um, Bring the ball to ground and give his guys chances. And Collingwood, they 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 played well. They played well. They, they played so well. They, they did enough. And at times they were able to to respond. Obviously West Coast were coming. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Collingwood led. You know Collingwood got there. Collingwood led in uh, going into the to the fourth. They did, and then they, um, I think they scored early. West Coast in there. Pretty sure. Yeah. So uh, and it was it was back and forth, back and forth. And you just thought, oh, it wins the the momentum. You know, one of those, a team going to go bang, 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 kick three in a row and just get a bit of space. But it didn't happen. It was, it was. Colin would literally defended for their lives. And they were so yeah. well. Like Brody Majacek, he was best on ground in that last quarter. And he was, he getting, was floating back. Yeah, that's what he was Into getting, the back line as well. Marks in the back line, kicking probably the most crucial goal to keep him in it. And then. The goalie ends up kicking this. The but seal. not for anything, Doma. Let let me just run it back for the people. To 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 what's he ran past? I don't know if he received the handball. He roved it off the pack at full bolt. Uh, there's a guy right on his tail. He's obviously swerved so the guy can't catch him. He's going on to his left, mind you. I'm, I'm, I think it was I'm, Josh Thomas that gave him the ball. Uh, now look, don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I think my chick's actually a right footer. I'm not sure if that's his opposite side or is he a left footer. Oh, that's a I good could question. Be I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. Regardless, running towards the boundary to finish it at full bolt when he's got the guy right on his hammer, that's that's Buddy Franklin-like stuff against Kyle Walker yeah. right there. Literally, all right, he didn't take the big run, but to have that pressure no, under you and to, to compose and finish, to and it, it went straight through the middle. It's extremely hard to kick that goal. Alongside Jordan, the goalies one as well. That, that To kick that goal is like... They're like those miracle goals you kick when you go have a kick the kick down at the park, mate, and you just yeah, off the yeah, boundary. Yeah. You hit one every 10, 15. I understand they're profi- professionals, and it's their job to do that stuff, but you got to remember the pressure. and The pressure, and the, the moment, moment, late fourth quarter. I know, to win like, the game. Oh, if that goes in for a behind, great stuff. West Coast win it. And, oh, but it was awesome. It was stuff. so good. It was so, so good. Uh, Finals footy. We love it, Tom. We've got some more games this week. Uh Friday night, we got the Tigers versus the Saints at Metricon. Who are you tipping, Sauce, and by what? Uh, I am going the Richmond Tigers. 
yeah, you, you knew that one, Dom. So we're going to go to the Tigers. We're going to go. I reckon we, we're gonna, they're going to get it done by twenty three points. Twenty three. Um, twenty three points, and they they should have enough too much for for the Saints. I'm going to say yourself, uh, Richmond by eighteen. He's going Tigers by eighteen. Uh, and then on Saturday night, uh, I think this is the one we're waiting for. It's going to be a great match. The Cats versus the Pies. Who are you going for in this one? Tomma. I'm riding high with the, the Maggies. Oh. <laughs> riding high with the Maggies. And I'm going, you know, I said to you, Tomma, that comes to this year, time of the year, and Geelong, they do the same thing. Um, every year, they, 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 they struggle. They don't, they don't put it together. Um, so I just I just can't uh, go with them. I just want I just want to see what the odds are. Here we go. Uh, the pies are actually outsiders at two dollars twenty. So we'll take the dog. We'll take the underdog here 100%. with the bookies plus five and a half on the line. Um, thank you very much. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the pies. They're gonna get it done. They're gonna get it done by. Uh, let's go. Four points. Four points. That's nice. I've gone the pies. By five points. Uh, we've said it all along, mate. Well, I, I've definitely st- hold uh, true to it. The Cats are just pretenders, mate. You can G up as much as you want during the bloody regular season, but if you can't do it in finals, I could not give two shits about your football club. They will choke. They'll be out in straight sets again, and it's time to do a bigger re-evaluation within that football club because this can't consistently uh, continue to happen because the quality of players that they have at that football club should be much better than, uh, like, performing much better than what they actually are. Uh, yeah. yeah. They should be able to get to this next step, you know. They've uh, get to get to the prelims, get to the grand final. That's, you know, they've That's been there right there, but they they don't seem to be, um, be able to take that next step. Correct. They? Anyway, just... that's our footy. We look forward to it, and uh, we'll see who plays... Uh, Port Adelaide and Brisbane in the prelims in by the end of this weekend. All right, coming up next, just a very brief Formula One segment. So stay tuned. Junior. Two. All right, we're back. F1s. Is also back this week. Thank goodness I've missed it. I'll tell you what, I won't be missing the race this week because it will be an 11 p.m. race because it's a European race this week, uh, not in Russia. So this week we have the Formula One. I'm going to try some uh, accent stuff here. I'm not very good with it, but the Formula One, Aramco, Grosjean, Prey, Der Eifa, GP in Germany. There's a bit of German accent there. Uh, looking forward to it. Race has got a week off. Now they're back into it. Uh, hopefully Stroll and Carlos Sainz can actually finish a race this week. And uh, hopefully bloody Lewis Hamilton doesn't win, as we like to say every single week. But if he wins this week, he will tie Michael Schumacher for most Grand Prix victories in the history of the sport with 91. Can he do it or will he choke again and not be able to equalize it? And then he has the ultimate task of becoming the most winningest driver in the history of Formula One in two weeks' time, I think after the German Grand Prix, the next race. Uh, don't know where it is, but I'll report it to you when uh, when we get to it. 
So yeah, that's I love it, Dommer. That's I love it. That's me F one. So uh, short, short one. sharp and short, sharp and sweet, and hopefully my boy Lando puts on a clinic. Anyway, coming up next, Sauce has got some UFC news. All right, we're back. Saucy. We've got some UFC. The card was not as big and as stacked as last week's with Adesanya. But tell us. Give us a rundown. What's happened? All right. So, uh, look, for the record, I didn't really tune into the fights. I haven't caught up with any. Just been uh, caught with a few other things. But I will run through the card, uh, the main card, as I usually do, and get... uh, the, the names out there who were able to get Ws, uh, middleweight division, you had Daquan Townsend defeated by Dusko Tordovic uh, with the KO in the second round. Uh, in the bantamweight division, you had Kyla Phillips get the KO in the second round against Cameron Elsie. Uh, women bantamweight division, uh, Jermaine Durandami uh, defeated uh, Juliana Penner, third round submission. Heavyweight division, Jorgen De Castro defeated by Carlos Felipe. And the women bantamweight division, the main event, Holly Holm got the decision in a five-round fight against Irene Aladana. Didn't watch any of the fights. Some interesting results. Might go catch up a few of those uh, later down the track and just for, for a bit of light viewing when I'm... Uh, Potentially sitting on the toilet or something. Um, I mean, you know, when you when you when you got the fight, you know, like these uh, fights down here, a uh, couple of knockouts in the second round. That's uh, that's eight minutes of viewing, Dom. That's perfect uh, toilet time. <laughs> Popping one out. Oh, a oh. UFC fight. <laughs> What's happened to this show? What's happened to this show? Oh fuck! There's no script here, ladies and gentlemen. No, no we make it no. up. We're, as we've we got go. no producers. We are the producers. <laughs> <laughs> no one in our ears telling us not to talk about shit or not. So, <laughs> all right, Just moving follow. on. We 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 we're definitely going to move on to UFC Fight Night: Moraes versus Zandhagen. All right, you got the. We're going to run through the main card as I usually do. Um, featherweight division: Yusuf Zalal. Versus Ilya Topori, Toporia. Oh, and Ilya Toporia is uh, eight no. So tune into that one. You know I love watching those uh, ones. Undefeated. Are undefeated. Uh, heavyweight Tom Aspinal versus Alan Badeau. Uh Definitely tune in there. Heavyweight division. That's uh, going to go down nicely. Uh, middleweight Marquez Perez versus uh, Driscus Diplusi. I'm guessing he might be uh, South African. Uh, heavyweight division, Ben Rothwell versus Marcin Tibura. Featherweight division, co-main event, Edison Barbosa versus Mark Marquin Amrican, Amricani. And bantamweight main event, Marlon Moraes versus Corey Sandhagen. Um, tune in this Sunday, 11 a.m. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that one's just on ESPN. Yeah, I think standard. it is. Yeah. There's no main event. Um, you know, the following week is what we're going to gear up for and we'll really give a big, oh, big, yes. uh, 
we'll give a big, big uh, rundown next week. We're the, the week after this, uh, we've got a massive fight night, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, anyone out there, we've got the look forward to the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung, against Brian Ortega. So that will be a, a good match in the featherweight yep. division. And anyone who hasn't seen a Korean zombie fight, the man just does some amazing stuff. So uh, he's got one of the most craziest knockouts I've ever seen in UFC. Uh, he's great viewing. So I think, some good stuff to look forward to. I think uh, the week after that, we've got uh, Habib Nurmagomedov oh, yeah, versus uh, Justin so, yeah, Gaethje. Those next two weeks, that's right, Doma. You're exactly right. And you've got our boy Robbie Whittaker uh, versus, versus Jared Cannonier. In the middleweight division, obviously, Riddicka wanting to make a comeback after his uh, his loss. I think his last fight was a loss to... Uh, was that the one when he lost the belt to Adesanya? Yeah, might be. Uh, he won. He beat Darren Till. Here we go. And there was a fight before that. He lost that. So, there um, you, go. you know, he'll be looking to, to get another win under his belt and potentially, hopefully, work his way back to a, uh, final, a title rematch with Adesanya which I would not be looking forward to if I was him. <laughs> I agree. Beautiful. Uh, so we've got uh, some right. great viewing coming up in the next couple. Yeah, two, some good stuff coming up, Donna. Some great stuff. Um, Very nice. And yeah, exciting, exciting few weeks in, in the UFC. Obviously, you know, not so much this week, um, but like we like to see, we like to see the regular UFC action. And, we love it. Dana White's made this happen regardless. He's, he's got his fight island. I'm loving it. He's an absolute genius businessman. He really I've, is. Lis- I've listened to a uh, podcast he was interviewed on and just how he got into the fight game and everything. It's, very smart I, I can't remember exactly very, what very it is. Smart. If I do find it, I will um, link it, put it in the socials, make note of that Domo uh, podcast, and then we can... Um, if I, I'll try to look up for it. I'm pretty sure it was... Um, I can't remember exactly. I've got to I remember. If I do, I'll link it. But amazing, amazing listening and just great, great businessman. Great businessman. No, he's absolutely awesome. So, yeah. Well, coming up next. Oh. Uh, EPL. EPL. Oh. EPL. EPL. Shit House United. Oh, don't even get me started. Up next. All right, we're back. EPL got a bit to get through because there was a lot that happened this weekend. And all right, let's um, let's get started. Um, we're gonna what start- a great no, 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 weekend! No, 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 yeah, for you maybe, not for me. <laughs> Aston Villa versus Liverpool, seven-two. Aston Villa got this uh, win. I tell you what, if you haven't seen the young fella by the name of Ollie Watkins. As you know, I've mentioned Jack Grealish on this show previously, how much of a gun he is. If you have not seen the the boy, Ollie Watkins, he put on an absolute clinic. He kicked the hat-trick in this game. Aston Villa just, uh, they pounced them. They played great football, and they destroyed them on the scoreboard. They did not destroy them in possession. They got killed by Liverpool in the possession. It's just they made the most of their opportunities. Liverpool looked sluggish. 
and the result was 7-2. And an embarrassment. 7-2. An Jürgen Klopp was laughing. He could not believe it. He could not believe it. Uh, I don't like, think anyone could believe it, to be honest. What transpired. Absolutely crazy stuff. Crazy. Yeah, look, they other than uh, possession, they really didn't win anything else. <laughs> And I watched this game, and I went back and watched the first half, especially. Um, look, they got a bit lucky with some stuff, but you make your own luck when you when you when you dare yourself to press Liverpool that high up the ground. Um, they pressed them early in the game. Uh, you know, a lot of teams might might be like, you know what, we're going to make sure we don't concede first fifteen minutes of the game. No. Aston Villa said, we're going to press them. We're going to put them under pressure. And they did it early. They forced them into a mistake. And they were able to, you know, get a goal in the third, fourth minute. Um, And that just got the ball rolling. It just set the precedent for the game. And Liverpool just didn't look like the Liverpool that we know. They were rushed on the ball. Um, They were were making decisions. Some of their defending was absolute uh, schoolboy. Getting turned inside out by uh, Watkins. Uh, They got a bit unlucky with a few deflections, goals, but some of that stuff, you make your luck by uh, bringing guys into the game and daring to get guys forward. You know, they didn't just, you know, when they looked up and put balls into the box, there was two, three guys there in the box. You know, you're you're playing against Liverpool, the champions. Uh, You're a team that, you know, uh, they, they, you know, Struggled last year. No one thinking they're going to do nothing this year, and they come out at the blocks. Oh, they did well, um, really, really well. They're sitting three and zero, and they are sitting second on the ladder with a game in with, hand as well. With a game in hand and a goal difference of eleven goals, two, eleven goals, two, eleven scored, two conceded, three games. Great. Thank you very much for a recently promoted side of Aston Villa coming up. It's good to have um, them back, and they're playing so well, man. It's good to have them it's back. Well. So, it's so it's well. good stuff. So, but Liverpool, they got stuff. They got stuff to fix. You know, they they will see. They are the champions, and this is why. What's their response? They haven't. They haven't sort of seen. They didn't see any of this sort of last year. They were able to put a strong opening stretch together. Um, let's see how they do with a bit of adversity uh, in their next one. Bloody oath! Bloody oath! Um... I'm just going to contain myself and we'll talk about my team right at the very end because i got a lot to say about those clowns. Uh, next up, we've got West Ham versus Leicester in an, another upset in the round. 3-0 West Ham. Mate, David Moyes is sitting at home with COVID. And the the assistant... team's playing better. They're going to sack the other yeah. bloke. Sack David Moyes and employ the other bloke. Mate, Leicester looked terrible, man. They look um, so slow. And we, we oh. spoke about... I said to you, Dommer, I said... Um, West Ham are better than you think they are. They struggled last year, but I've I watched them against Arsenal. They're, uh, they're not bad. I've watched them again, and they are good. They they got pace up front, which is always dangerous with Antonio and a couple other guys. Um, and they they just they outplayed Leicester. They they outplayed them uh, from start to finish. They were better, and they outlisted Leicester. They did. Essentially. They were great. You know, Leicester usually plays on the counter-attack. They were forced to play with the ball. And it's not really their game, or in a sense, what we know what they're good at. And um, I don't know if this is correct. I'm not sure if this is correct. But um, 
This is this surely can't be correct. Saying total shots zero, that must be incorrect. Surely. For who? Surely they did register some shots on the game. For who? Leicester. For Leicester. Well, they did take one shot, and it was it was a goal, and it was disallowed. So maybe that was the only shot they took. It says it says total shots none. Well, the, they took that means they took one shot, and it's the one that VAR took away from them. Wow. Because. Uh, How do you expect to win a game if you don't shoot a goal? Well, you got to get you got to get the ball in the position to actually score, and that's why they look terrible. West Ham just destroyed them. It was actually embarrassing to watch. I had this game on in the background. I was watching it, and I was just like, how in the hell? Leicester couldn't even get a pass into their attacking half at some stages. Like, they were just struggling. The passing was sloppy. But this happens. Team, a, a lot of great teams this week had some off games, like Liverpool, Leicester, Man City. Like, but you know what? That's the game. That's the Premier League. That's what makes it so exciting, and that's why it's the best football league in the world. By a mile. As simple as that. There was 44 goals, I think, or 42 goals kicked in the Premier League this weekend. That's crazy. It's goals galore. Next up, we had our boys, Leeds versus Man City. uh, 1-1. I'm happy. You'd be happy with that result as well, Saucy. Leeds getting 1-1 on Man City. Um, Once again. Very happy. Once again. Man City, absolutely struggling. Absolutely struggling. You know... I don't know the way the way that they're playing doesn't give me confidence, Domo. It's not it's not the. A lot. I watched this game. I watched it. I watched it, and a lot of side to side. They remind me of how Arsene Wenger was playing. You know, Arsene Wenger used to get Arsenal play, move the ball side to side, side to side. Not enough penetration, um, and not getting into those the, those chances. Not putting in themselves into chances to to score, and Doma, not for anything. Um, Leeds could have actually won this game. I oh, know. Bamford had a, a oh, chance man. down the end there. Boy. Your boy, Paddy Bamford, boy. and he absolutely squandered it. Okay. I don't know what he was thinking. It's all right. He'll make um, up next week, mate. But, you know, Leeds, you take it. You take the 1-1 against Man City. 100% um, you would. And I, and I, said to, I said to people out there, Leeds are... A decent side. I really like the way they play. They're going to cause a few upsets. And this is definitely an upset, you know, for getting a draw against Man City where, uh, you know, they, they've got spent... They, their whole team probably cost... One of their players probably cost the same amount as nearly your whole team. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a disgrace. It's a win for the little guys, man. It's a win for the little guys. It just proves to you that uh, money is not everything. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, it was it was just absolutely fantastic stuff um, by Leeds just to get a draw there and they move on to next week now. Uh, next we had your boys, uh, the Gunners against Sheffield United. Uh, Arsenal's first goal was it's just great football. It really was. Yeah, both uh, the goals were good. Yeah, they, they looked great, Arsenal. Uh, Sheffield were, were good. Congratulations to them. They've kicked their first goal in the Premier League. This season, uh, it was a quality finish by I think uh, Mick 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 Mick. Don't know the rest of it, <laughs> but uh, Goldrick. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Goldrick. Yeah, uh, very nice. Sheffield, are, they're going to be okay. They, they probably will get relegated unless United get relegated at the moment. But um, they look alright, Sheffield. They they come. Yeah, they look, play a good attacking look, brand of football. That's that's what you like to see. Look, look, 
Yeah, I, I look, they, they're, go, they're going to be in danger, but obviously watch the game. Uh, Gunners fan, we first half, we were... We didn't look good, Dom. And there was... Yeah, it was a bit chances. They, they could have gone in front. Was um, pushing down but, pain as well in that game. Yeah, it was. Uh, but we... Ch- Arteta made a change there. Uh, I can't remember. He, he bought on uh, Pepe, and that really changed the game. Once he bought on the Pepe at the 58th minute, um, bought off Enketia, played uh, Aubameyang. I think he played him through the middle, had Saka on one side, Pepe on the other side. Um, we looks much more dangerous, much more dangerous. And uh, look, good to see Nicolas Pepe get a goal, and it was a great goal. Uh, yeah, it was a great goal. Run, great run and finish. Because I know that's the potential he has. He just hasn't lived up to it. He hasn't yeah. bought over that form that we've seen in uh, uh, League Un, which I think he came from. So, um, yeah. I'll take the win. I didn't really like the first half performance, but not for anything. Um, we we kept a clean sheet in the first half. And, when you know, you get the game to nil all or even at halftime, you're still in the game. So And we played a lot better in the second half. One thing I will say is I still got no confidence... Uh, with uh, old mate uh, David Luiz, I was actually um, gonna I was gonna bait you there and just say, is you, did your mate play? I know he played, but <laughs> um, yeah, look, look, Dom, he, look, he, he does some good he does some good things, and not for anything, he's our definitely our best passing centre back. He can he can pick out a pass. He's playing so, he's playing because he's bought into Arteta's uh, game plan, unlike someone by the names of Mesut Ozil. So, yeah, what's happened? Oh, he was saying he was talking smack or something. He was talking smack because he doesn't agree with what the coach is doing, mate. Here's a reality check for you, Mezut. I know you're getting paid a shit ton of money to do nothing, but here's a reality check for you. I don't care how much money in the world you have. If your boss tells you to do something, unless it's going to jeopardize your life, if he tells you to do something for the benefit of the team, because it is a team sport, if you wanted to look out for yourself, you go do uh, something called uh, a sport called boxing or tennis or Formula One uh, race car driving because that's one person to do the job. When you play a team sport, you shut your mouth and you do it. You're a great player and you're pissing away some of the greatest moments of your career Like at, at this age. like You should be playing great football here. If you don't Not like... Not anything, Dom. He's got to get playing. I don't know if he's, if he's retired. Did he retire from... National football? I think he did. Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You'd want to be playing anyway. The, the problem is, that... This is the thing. If you, if you don't want to be at Arsenal, you play to get your stock up so then they can trade you somewhere so then you can leave. You can dictate. If you dominate, you can dictate and say, yeah, okay, I don't want to play here. I'm German. I want to go play in Germany. And bloody Borussia Dortmund come and grab you or Bayern Munich say, oh, you know what? Well, we can use you. Instead of just pissing and moaning and sucking it up, the same thing, the same advice we gave gave Gareth Bale. If you don't like it, like, why don't you play so your stock goes up and you get traded, or you can just walk somewhere? Like, I just don't yeah. get it. Just it's called it's called uh, ego. He, look, he's a, look at the end of the day, he's a lemon. But <laughs> actually, there we go. That's what we're gonna do. Lemon, <laughs> we're gonna give him the lemon. Uh, Mesut Ozil, uh, come on, mate. Seriously, just buy into the team mantra. I really like what Arteta's trying to build there. He's he's, he's starting with defense. You know, I can't see us. I haven't seen us look this 
decent in defence in a long time, Dom. Um, and, you know, even against, look, albeit against Liverpool, we did get uh, opened up a bit and we lost 3-1. But, you know, we're not losing 6-1 like United, so... Oh, here, here we go. Oh, very funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking United. You wait till I get to them. All right, let's move on to the next game. That's enough about my boys. We're Chelsea, doing all right. Chelsea, we're doing Palace, all right. It was 4-0. Uh, Palace, worst game so far this year. Chelsea, uh, too well scored on debut. Zuma with the second, with the head on Jorginho, kicked a brace off penalties for the third and fourth goal. Uh, this looked much more like Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, they'll be very they've good. They've got players to get back, don't forget. They yeah, obviously, they've got, they've got Pulisic to come back uh, from injury, and there's oh. also another one to come back, another good good player. I can't remember his name. Um, I'll, ta- go I'll on, tell you what. I'll tell you what's going to happen. If the rest of these top-tier teams start having, like, sluggish games and it becomes a consistent thing, especially like a Man City thing, like which is becoming consistent now, which is a problem because to get out of a rut, it's much harder than to play yourself into form. Uh, or, sorry, to be on a win streak and have great form and nothing goes wrong. So to work out of the hard times is uh, much harder. Chelsea, if they keep putting it together and they get guys like Pulisic back... They could be very good. Uh, they could be the top two, the top, well, the second side behind Liverpool, potentially. I know it's early days, but I mean, you got to worry about Everton Football Club. They're playing some absolutely yeah, great correct. football at the correct. moment, and you know, if if this this whole season goes without fans, well, when you're playing in another that's that's another a, another person's arena, uh, where you usually got you know thirty thousand fans against you, um. And now you've got no one. Hey, exactly uh, right. It's it must be. To it win, must man. be. Any... It must be. You know, you're going to see some upsets. I, I just think, that obviously, fans play a part in a game. Whether you want to admit it or not, I, I think they do. Especially in those uh, in in soccer, where you you know you've got your own stadium and everything. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But they look good. We'll see what happens going forward. But they're starting to string it together. You just, people need to just keep in mind they did have a lot of signings. That came in, so it takes a while for that to happen. Like for the chemistry, they don't really have preseason games really yep. because of COVID. So it takes a bit of a uh, bit of a while. Next game we have Wolves versus Fulham. No surprise, Fulham lost again, one nil. We'll just breeze through some of these games. Southampton uh, beat West, West Brom two nothing. Newcastle versus Burnley. Newcastle was great, three um, one win there. Everton versus Brighton. 4-2, clinical. They're looking great. I've heard a lot of people out there, a lot of people knocking Everton about, oh, yeah, it's only early days. By the time we get to mid to the end of the, the uh, season, they'll be further towards mid-table. I'm going to teach you all one little thing. It's called it's called a history in football. Uh, and there's one guy on that team, and he's not the player. He's the manager. He's one of the greatest managers I've ever seen coach a football club in the in my life. Been on the planet for 27 years. I'll tell you what, Carlo Ancelotti is one of the best managers I have ever seen. Yep. And that's not over-exaggerating his ability. We know how good he is. We know how good he is. Clubs like Chelsea and Bayern Munich don't just get guys like that in for the sake of getting guys like that in. I reckon it's been a great pickup by I think Evident. he coached Real Madrid at one point too. I think he did. But what I'm saying is evident to get a guy of that caliber to coach a football club like that and then to build then, on it 
I'm pretty sure he was there when James was obviously a Madrid player. Then you, you know, when you get those those coaches like that, Ancelotti, who have been with top class players at top top clubs. Yeah, you know, you buy Munich, you Real Madrid, Chelsea. Um, you got connections. You know players. You've built relationships. Um, see some of the signings that they were able to get, and that starts with the coach. Then they, they come, they want to come, they want to play for you, the coach. And now look what's happening. They've won four in a row, fucking scoring for fun. Don't forget, this is January. And great uh, to watch, Dom. I've watched yeah, exactly. four of their games. Oh, no, they're great good to, to watch. watch. Don't so, forget, this, uh, did they sign Ross Barkley from Chelsea? I'm pretty sure they, they signed, Everton. And he played, I'm pretty sure they did. No, 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 no. Aston Villa signed Ross Barkley. Oh, Ross Barkley Aston... used to be at Everton. Sorry. And he left there Sorry. to go to Chelsea to sit on the bench. Sorry. And now he's left Chelsea to get off the bench to play for Aston Villa. That's Obviously why I got with confused. Hopes, with hopes to play in the U- upcoming Euros for England. Oh, okay. Um, that's okay. why he's probably moved out of there. But evident, honestly, don't sleep on him. And there's another thing called the Jan- uh, January transfer window. So if they're playing this freaking good now, and Carlo Ancelotti's there, that pulling power that he has as a manager, like Saucy just mentioned, could lure them a couple more people, potentially, to help yep. bolster their strength. And if the way they're going, it'd be great to bolster their strength because they're looking like they're going to play Champions League next year. With the quality of football that they're they're putting Look, in the it's, park, it's early days, Dom. I know it's early days. I know. It's early days. I know, but still. pieces are being put together, and I like Ancelotti as a coach. I think he's a great manager. He's a legend. And yeah, they're good to watch. Let's let's see how they go coming up. Uh, you know, I haven't looked at their upcoming fixture. Let's 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 just browse into it quickly, Dommer. On the uh, they? fixtures, they got Liverpool we this go. week. Here we here we go. Uh, At home. So that's okay. Bang, we'll switch it. We'll switch it out to that. Oh, that's the wrong one. We'll go back. I've uh, I've put the wrong screen. Don't worry, ladies and gents. I was trying. I was trying to be smart, but obviously I'm not. Um, trying to switch out and put the <laughs> put the fixture up so we can have a gaze at it. But anyway, they've got um they've got Liverpool coming up. So that's you know Merseyside derby. Liverpool obviously want to bounce back. Everton riding high. This what Saturday ten thirty. Uh, uh, our time, Dommer, Eastern Daylight Time, and that's a it's good, nice time to be able to tune tune in. Definitely. And then they've, they've got Southampton, Newcastle United, and Manchester United. So here we go. There's there's a few. Uh, in, they'll win definitely. Uh, they'll they'll, <laughs> they'll beat shithouse United the way that they're playing at the moment, as you like to call them, Dommer. Nah, we'll, um, we'll be good in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. I'll get to that part. There's light at the end of the tunnel in my next rant. Don't you worry. All right. All right. Let's move on. All right. This is the last game of the round. It was Shithouse United versus the Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Jose Mourinho had the smuggest smile on his face, and rightfully so. I'll tell you one thing. We said it last week. Son is such a major factor in that in that Tottenham Hotspur side. It is just beyond a joke how influential that guy is as a player in that team. You saw when he didn't play how they struggled to score. He's on there, and it's like they're going to score every single time. It's the every most electrifying time. 10 minutes, first 10 minutes of a football game I've ever watched. It was the most electrifying first 10 minutes of a football game I've ever watched. He's just... Three goals in, in the first 10 minutes, Dommer. What the hell was going on in this game? And then uh, five goals in the first half. Absolute field day for the punters uh, betting on goals over goals in this one. 
I've got it all here, mate. I took notes in this game. I've got it all here. Break um, it down for me. What was your boy Anthony Martial thinking? You know, at that point uh, there, it's uh, uh, 2-1. 2-1. Yeah, it was 2-1, still one, in man. the game. It's 2-1, still man. in the game. First of all, I'd just like to give a nice shout-out to my boy, Harry Maguire. And in the in the, in the the words of Conor McGregor, I'd like to thank you for absolutely fucking nothing because you were fucking useless. You're absolutely useless. You're the captain of one of the greatest football clubs in the history of this planet, and you put up that shit. The first goal, he tries to head the ball back to De Gea, and he just headers the ball in the air, and they just come in and go, oh, well, thanks for coming, clown. And they put it in the goals. They go up 1-0. Then uh, another great thing. Our, def- our defense is absolutely fantastic. I don't think that was your first goal, Dom. But I think it was... Uh, it was uh, The first goal was the penalty. That was to you. Oh, that was the first goal for them. My bad, my bad, them, my for bad. Them, for them. For them. Uh, the oh, second goal... I'm not, I don't even care I about I watched that. that. It was comical I, stuff, though. I, I don't it was even comical care stuff. About, I, no, I don't even care about our goal. I'm not even going to talk about our goal. But the second goal they kicked... This is a, this is a fucking ripper, this one. <laughs> Uh, they got a, they got a foul. Wait, Doma, 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 is it fair to say uh, I could give old mate Harry Maguire one of these? Lemon! See, what you can do with the lemon, you can keep it on for the whole entire fucking segment because that's what uh, I watched. Lemons. Absolute lemons on the park, mate. They definitely left a fucking sour taste in my mouth, I can tell you that much. Second goal, uh, Let's let's just put it this way. Have they never heard the Manchester United defence of um, a quick free kick? Uh, the ref blew the whistle. What do you know? Oh, we'll just all stop and just wait and see what Tottenham's going to do. I'll tell you what they're going to do, fuckstick. They're going to play the ball straight through the gap that's bloody a kilometre wide. Not for anything, Domo. Once again, your boy Harry Maguire gives away the foul uh, and then just... What are you taught as a, a young fella? You're taught to just stand over the ball, make sure they can't play it quick. He runs, backs off. Harry, uh, Harry Kane says, thank you very much. That uh, that uh, that connection between him and Son is absolutely on fire at the moment. Uh, plays it straight through to old mate Son. And old mate Son, delightful finish. Chip over the outstretched leg of the keeper into the far post. Uh, there you go, 2-1. I'm just, I, I know I'm getting fired up. That's why we have the explicit symbol on the podcast for these uh, specific rants. <laughs> keep where going. I, I don't get fired up very often with a lot of shit. Harry Maguire, two mistakes, two goals. Yeah, Eric Bailly was also part of that uh, last one. He came in this week to try and fix the defense, but clearly that didn't work. Uh, we were a disgrace. Let's listen to the... Let me just tell you about the next one. <laughs> Eric Bailly is in... The Tottenham Hotspur, we're in in their box. They're in ta- attacking box, mate. Thirty yard box, mate. It's just great. This is fantastic. What do you reckon he does? Do we clear the ball? You got ten minutes. Clear at the this ball. Point. He's, on, he's, us- on, so he's in front of the right post. So just picture this: he's in front of the right post, in the middle of the box, near the near the the penalty spot. He looks up. You got on the far, far left outside the box. Uh, I think it was Juan Basaka was there. Uh, in the middle, I think, was Harry Maguire. Number one option is not to look at Juan Basaka. The number two option was not even to look at Harry Maguire. The first option, you clown, 
was when you looked up and you saw freaking five Tottenham players around you, you just boot the ball out. Like you said, we had 10 men. What do you reckon he does? I'll play it square across goal to Harry Maguire that had two Tottenham players on him. Now, that Dom, just, just, Dom, just break it down for the listeners out there. You played, you played junior, junior soccer for many years. Is, is that not just 101? I'll tell you what my coach taught soccer me. Soccer coaching. In you played defense I, as well. I play. I was a left back. I played up until what well, I was 19 outdoor. I'll tell you the first thing he said. If the ball comes into the box, you get it out of there. You don't. He goes, don't you dare play around with it. And he goes, the last thing you do is you kick the ball across goal. Now, I'll tell you what, I would have loved during uh, my tenure as a junior footballer to be, be getting paid $100 million over freaking five years to play as a defender. But clearly, I'm, I wasn't. But clearly, Eric Bailly is. And how I know not to do what he did and I wasn't even semi-professional as a footballer is a disgrace. Oh. I'm not going to talk. Then they kick they kick two decent goals after that. They nutmeg uh, De Gea. They they kick two decent goals. Uh, we tried to rally it together. Anyway, we come out in the second half. My boy Bruno Fernandez, the only guy that I will never ever ever discount on this team, was subbed at half time. Now reports are saying that Bruno Fernandez walked into the locker room. And he's not the captain, mind you. Harry Maguire, I'm pretty sure, is still the captain of the, of the Manchester of not, the shithouse United Football Club. He walked in to the locker room and just called out Harry Maguire and just practically, to sum it up, he just abused him in front of the team and said, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, Harry Maguire didn't like that. And he tried to get up in his face and he wanted to punch on with him. Tell you what, if you put that much fight in the locker room onto the freaking football field, you clown, maybe we would actually uh, you know, have some fight in as a side, as a, as a leader, show something. Don't stand there with your hands and your hips. Anyway, so Fernandez doesn't play. Anyway, this was my favorite. This was my favorite Tottenham goal, by the way. Not the Bayi one. You think the Bayi one was my favorite? It wasn't. This is by far my favorite goal. The penalty scored by Tottenham. But it was the way we gave away the penalty. Um, the ball was played through. Oh, Paul Pogba, the peanut, decides, I'm going to slide tackle probably like three seconds before uh, the Tottenham player even had to make the decision. So you know what what he did? Like, just, to, just to point it out to you, the guy had enough time to just cut the ball back and just cop the contact and then draw the, the, the penalty. That's yeah, how he early. To, he went to ground outside early. the box and slid into the and box. so early as well. He just went straight. I was literally like, it is literally the Benny Hill, the Benny Hill show at the moment. When you have for to... that, for that, oh, give it to him. He's, he's getting a lemon. He's getting a lemon, uh, Paul Pogba, because that's not how you tackle. That, Man- is, that Man- is horrendous defending, Dom. Manchester United, shithouse United. What the hell are you doing? Oh, I'm serious. I, and I tell you what, the reason we made all those signings was because uh, our good mate there, our, our owner, was sitting in the stands. Looked like he was going to freaking have a nervous breakdown watching how poor of a performance we put out on that park. And that's why we went out and spent all the money and we got who we got. That's why. But there's light at the end of the tunnel source. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There always is. Because as I said, by week six, Solskjaer will be gone. 
Everyone said, no, 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 they'll give it to mid-season. No, no, no. The reports are Pochettino's already been approached. Now, listen, Solskjaer or Pochettino, which one am I taking? I'm taking Pochettino because clearly he's actually got um, coaching experience. I never wanted Solskjaer in the first place. I don't, I don't like guys that previously played for the club and all that stuff. I'm not into that. Like, like the Frank Lampard, it might work out for them. I'm not a big fan of all that stuff. Like, oh, he's a, like a favorite son of the football club and he's come back and he's coached. I don't like that. Pochettino will be there. Week six or week seven. Doesn't matter. He's going to be there. Uh, Solskjaer is gone. I tell you what, our, our forwards, you better get your shit straight because Edison Cavani's coming into that team and he's not getting taken out of the starting striker role. I can assure you that much because the guy is actually a gun. So you better start. Put him out there. You better stop going through your motions and like piss farting around and, uh, you know, do what I want to do because, yeah, doesn't matter. He's coming in, he's a professional. If you if you look at all the guys we signed, well, two of them are uh, three of them are young young kids, but Tallies and Cavani are the ultimate professionals. Just like what do you know, Bruno Fernandez, another ultimate professional. De Gea is an ultimate professional. As much as people don't like him, he goes and he competes his ass off when he's out there. We're trying to get rid of the bad bad weeds. That's why I like Lingard. We got rid of those clowns. I don't want clowns that are too busy worried about their TikTok and Instagrams instead of doing their job. I'm being serious. Yeah. A professional footballer at one of the greatest football clubs on this planet with the greatest history on this planet and you, you serve up that shit. It was a disgrace. Apologize for the vulgar language but that's my take. Needed to be said, Doma. Um, yeah. All right, let's just run just run us through, Doma. We'll, we'll, we'll run through the the upcoming right. matches in the Premier League. Um, I mean, we, we won't go we when we get some uh, notable results and some... some other... Yeah, we'll go through them when the results come in. But Saturday kicks off, Everton versus Liverpool. Uh, Sunday, Chelsea versus Southampton. Leicester versus Aston Villa. Newcastle versus Shithouse United. Sheffield United versus Fulham. West Brom versus Burnley. And this is will be a ripper. Man City versus your boys, Arsenal, on Sunday morning at 3.30 at the Etihad. Then on Monday, we have Crystal Palace versus Brighton and the Spurs versus West Ham. And to close out the round on Tuesday, we have Leeds United versus the Wolver. Uh, Hampton Wanderers, Wolves. Yep, yeah. that's the one, Wolves. So that's it. We'll back my boys in Leeds in that one. Play your earthy rule. We never back against them. That's just the double coverage way. Don't go against Leeds. All right, Domo, you know what's up next. Uh, we love Bit having it on the pod. The boy quick. Saucy came up massive this week on the on the punt. So did Marlon. Happy about. So did Marlon. That plays for the Buffalo Bills. Joshy Allen, you love him. You love him. Love him. All right, Good. ladies and gents, NFL up next.
All right, and we're back. NFL football. It was another great week. Got to love it. Uh, unfortunately, game was postponed. Uh, Tennessee and Pittsburgh because of some COVID uh, contractions over there. Uh, and also Cam Newton was out this week uh, as he tested positive for the New England Patriots. So big loss for them, which was seen on in the results. But let's get into it. We'll start with Broncos at Jets. Uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, I'll tell you what, I feel sorry for him because this was one of the best games I've seen him play. One of the, he, I already know, and you already know, he's extremely talented. Great, he's a great, uh, great quarterback. Um, running, throwing TDs, getting first downs. He was quality, literally, absolutely. He was just quality, mate. Um, I don't know. Uh, Ripon was just goes through the motions for Denver. They still haven't got a decent quarterback. I reckon they might just tank it up. I don't know. Get something. They, should, mate, they should be tanking it up for Taylor Lawrence, mate. Yeah, but they uh, should be doing. Jerry, they, their their defense can play. But my boy Jerry Judy, you know, got his first TD. I like it. You know, I like Jerry Judy. Uh, they got the job done. Broncos thirty-seven twenty-eight in that one. Uh, next up, we had the Poo Jags versus Saucy's boy Joey Burrow and the Bengals. Joey Burrow. He's we very like happy. It. Very we like funny. it. I see. You know, I, I said he's, they're going to get their, he's going to get his first win this week, um, and the Jags played like the Jags play like we know they are the team. I think in week one maybe they they got the jump uh, on on that uh, with that week one victory, but you know in the last three weeks they've showed us who they truly are, and that is uh, a team that stinks real bad. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they sh- it was thirteen ten at the half. But uh, Mixon just dominated. Yeah, he kept getting TDs all over the place. He had three in the game. They ended up getting the job done, 33-25. to 25. Uh, Great win for the Bengals. Next up, um, the Cleveland Browns versus the Dallas Mavericks. When Jarvis Landry's throwing a TD... Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Mavericks, it's the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking of actually a good Dallas side with Doncic on it. Sorry. If Jarvis Landry's throwing a TD to OBJ, then... uh, That was an elite play, Dom. Don't get me wrong. No, it was. It was great. No, it was great. But come on, man. Where's your double coverage there, Cowboys? Absolutely struggling. Uh, Back to uh, CD Lamb. On a long drive TD, it was fantastic. Dak was throwing darts once again. He's throwing the ball a lot more this year. Uh, 58 attempts on the throw. I mean, this is un- unseen stuff from what Dak is it? before. You know, he doesn't doesn't usually throw it this much. They go with the run game a bit more. Um, but not for anything, Dom. They weren't just they they got it close there in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, putting on a whopping 24 points in the fourth. But just bring it down, Donna. Being kept scoreless in the second and the third, that's where they, you know... Yeah, 100%. That's the play. down. Um, literally catch-up right at the you end. Yeah, had to play catch-up right at the end. And when you when you do that, um, unfortunately, you know, as good as Dak is actually playing this season, he's actually probably playing one of his better seasons he's played, he just... 
you, you can't you can't leave that much to be done. No, you just can't. I agree. I agree with you. Too much work, mate. It's like we say, if you give teams eight goal leads in AFL footy, mate, and you try and work your way back in. If you didn't give them the eight goal leads, you wouldn't be in the, in the position to be under so much pressure. That's uh, right. OBJ had a incredible uh, ceiling TD off a double fake from uh, from Mayfield and just dished it off to him, and he he took the the loss in yards to make his run and then just work his way through and just rip through the um, the defense of the Dallas Cowboys to get the TD. At that stage, yeah, at one stage in this game, it was 41 to 14 to the, to the, um, to the Browns. So like you said, you can't, you can't leave a team with uh, 27 points on you leading into the last quarter. Uh, All right, on to the next one. Next then. up, we had the Saints versus the My Bayern. Super Bowl pick got back on track this week. Yeah, they're uh, back on track, Sauce, but I'm not convinced with them. Not, yeah, look, you know, your, your boy out there, uh, Big Colin, uh, Cowherd, very, very, uh, you know, uh, boisterous about the Saints' chances to uh, not do anything this season. Uh, and it's a bit of a worry. It's a bit of a worry. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, getting the win over De- a Detroit team that you they they should beat. Um, you know, Maddie Stafford coming back off you know long injury, um, trying to put it together. They just don't have the pieces in Detroit, no. and that's a team that they should win. It will be, it will be how they go up against um, you know some of the the better sides that they're going to verse uh, later on. But who knows, man? I I don't know. Uh, are we convinced? Maybe not. Um, we'll have to wait and we'll see. Have to we'll wait have to and wait see. and see. Matt Patricia's not looking in a great spot as the head coach of the Lions at this uh, current point in time, if I must say so. So hopefully they can get their, their act together. But the Saints are struggling. He really needs Michael Thomas, Drew Brees. It's, it's actually becoming very evident. Alvin Kamara can only carry you to wins for so many weeks consistently before. Like, yeah. you don't want to overuse a guy like that, a star player, and get him hurt. As you said, Sauce, over 95% happen, of the time there's an yeah. injury in a game. So and That's why, you know, that's why they try spread 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 the targets around because you don't want, you, obviously, your guys um, taking you know, more catches you get, more chances you're going to take big hits from tackles and things like that and more chance for injury. So uh, they, try, they try spread it around. Um, that's it. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, next up, we had uh, another one of your boys, Russell Wilson versus my Dolphins. There's nothing much to go get through with this. Seahawks is just too good. They advanced to 4-0. Another TD, uh, two TDs for Russell Wilson. I think that brings him to 16 for the year. Uh, we'll see if he gets an MVP vote. So <laughs> uh, Next up, we had uh, Chargers versus Buccaneers. Um, down 10 points at the half, Dommer. And the Buccaneers are uh, uh, with uh, Tom Brady, you know, the GOAT, throwing, throwing five TDs, if you don't mind. Um, quickly showing that they uh, they are a team to beat this season. I, I actually uh, storming, not, yeah, Storming back in the second half, which, you know, Brady is renowned for doing and being able to Very lead teams in the second half, you know, as we've seen in... Uh, 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 a Super Bowl game where he, he came back from a whopping, what, 24 down at half time. Uh, yeah, 24 down. 
24 yeah. down against what the Atlanta Falcons. Well, um, your boys. <laughs> uh, um, they're pretty good at giving up uh, leads. Yeah. Let me tell you that. But, I mean, impressive stuff. I'll literally, stuff. I'll literally and not for anything, you know who I'll actually like? The Justin. boy on the other side, oh, Justin Herbert. Shit, I love the him. bloke can play. Another one. The young quarterback, Justin Herbert, um, I really think the Los Angeles Chargers may have found themselves a player. Uh, the, you know, he's young. He's I, young. I, I he, he, he's a project. But, um, you know, I called it as, as, now. as you said, you, you, you see some guys, they come into the big league. And you see glimpses straight away. You know they they're able to show you stuff in the first in their first you know five six games as a starter, and th- that's definitely what Justin Herbert has done. Just um, yeah, just go back and have a look at the pre the uh, NFL preview that we did in one of our pods, and I did call that Herbert was going to be uh, very decent, but still give him time because he is a rookie. But the, I took one note in this game, and it was that. Uh, if I am in the NFL Football League, uh, well, the National Football League, I would start to get very concerned about uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the offensive power that they have is quite scary. Leonard uh, Fournette did not even play in this game either. So Leonard Fournette didn't even play, but uh, old mate Ronald Jones the second played ran for well. a 20 carries, 111 yards, averaging 5.6 yards a carry. It was good. Uh, that's absolutely beasting. If Tom Brady mind. did well as well. He went for negative one yard on the carry. <laughs> I think he's only he's only rushed for like eleven in his career or some crap. Oh, yeah. Shit. Anyway, uh, next great. up, Ravens versus Washington. Uh, there's a lot of games that we really don't even have to get into this week. Yeah, look, Ravens too good. Really, smash Washington. Um, you know that was a banker, banker on, on, on that game. You got uh, Cardinals, Panthers, uh, Panthers. Sprung him. Sprung him. And uh, Kyler Murray, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is, you know, he's no slouch. He's, no, he's obviously not an elite quarterback, but he's no slouch. No. And, but you would have thought they had a few, they still had quite a few injuries. The Panthers, could the Cardinals actually, you know, uh, able to string games together? But um, Kyler Murray, obviously still a second year player, uh, struggled a little bit in this one. Um, so, and the Panthers were able to get the, get the, the get the win. Definitely. Uh, next up, we had Kirk Cousins. You like that? Versus you like that? that. <laughs> he literally turned around to Bill O'Brien, the head coach, well, the former head coach of the Texans, who got fired and said, hey, Bill, you like that? Beat him 31 to 23. Bill O'Brien has lost his job, and Deshaun Watson is now looking for another head coach. Kirk Cousins, one TD. 68 QBR, that is much better than what he's done, but I still don't like the fact that he can only throw one TD, mate. Yeah, the team's stacked, in my uh, opinion. And let, Dalvin let, Cook let, and Adam Thielen, I reckon they're... Uh, they got a good... Yeah, they're under They need to get a better QB out there. I'm telling you, the yeah. Vikings side, they're able to... That defense is still yeah, decent. defense is good. So, I mean, that's what you want. They just... Kirk Cousins, really? Kirk Cousins? Yeah, he's not going to get you far. He's you not like going to get that? you far. You like that? No, no I don't like that. <laughs> next up, no, we had... I just, uh, like his, I just like these quote. Yeah, next up, we had the Giants versus the Rams. Uh, Giants 0-4. The best thing about this game was Jalen Ramsey trying to punch on with Golden Tate. Post-game, there was a massive brawl in this, like all in. 
and then Jalen Ramsey waited outside the New York Giants locker room to punch on with Golden Tate. He, he stuck around, but uh, clearly didn't come to blows. Uh Next up, right. we had your boys, the Colts, got it done over the Bears. I mean, ugly, but, you know, we'll take it. Uh, you know, I've I, I seen a meme during the week. Uh, it was like Nick, Nick, Nick Foles off the bench and Nick Foles is a starter. And it was, uh, it was just a, a, a serious contrast, um, you know, from what you got when he came off the bench the other week. I mean, QBR 42.5, that is absolutely stinking. Absolutely stinking. Um you know, throwing it 42 times, but only completing 26 of those, that's uh, that's not good stuff. Not good not at good all. Stuff. Uh, my boy, Josh Allen and the Bills got it done over the Raiders. Uh, he was very, very good in this. Um, I mean, he's putting some good form together. Dominic 4-0, the Bills there. Stephon Diggs along. was a great ad- addition to that team. And uh, Devin Singletary is playing so well. Um, they look good. Look good, but don't counter the Raiders. They look good as well. It's just better opposition. The best team in New York at the moment, Buffalo. Uh, Eagles versus 49ers. Carson Wentz. Give him a clap. Got a win in the worst division in football. (laughs) Some of the worst teams in that division. Uh, 49ers couldn't get it done. Yeah. Two and two. I mean, this is how much the 49ers were, were struggling, Dommer. Uh, I know, and they, they went to their third string quarterback, CJ Beathard, and not for anything, uh, he had his QBR of 73.9, and the starter, Nick Mullins, had a QBR of 13. <laughs> no wonder why they were struggling. The bloke couldn't even hit a pass. I think uh, two interceptions he threw, sacked four times. What the hell is going on? I think the saddest um, thing to actually come out of that is they played absolutely horrendous and they've got injuries and they still only lost by five to Philly. Yes. And the saddest thing about it is uh, seeing how they were able to absolutely put the smack down on Giants last week uh, and then come out this week and get beaten by Philly, who have got their own injury concerns. Yeah, don't, correct. Don't, don't, uh, won't take that away from them. But uh, it just shows you where the New York Giants are at currently. Uh, they absolutely stink. Both those teams in New York. What the hell? What the hell is going on with New York uh, in general? Gary you know, V. You go got by the Giants. The you got the Jets. You got the Knicks. They stink. Um, I mean, Gary V. By what, the Jets. What? What? What's good is going? You know, other than the Yankees, probably. Uh, you're really struggling. They are struggling. Well, they got well. Technically, Brooklyn is in New York. Uh, state of New York, so that'll be good next oh, year. Right, doesn't count. Probably, doesn't count. Probably won't be, but you can always hope. Uh, next up, we had Patriots versus Chiefs. Uh, nothing much. No cam in this. Uh, they struggled. My homeboy is that is that good. He's just that good. Uh, they beat him twenty six to ten. And the last game, I didn't think they were very good. I thought they were going to struggle, but I tell you what. Aaron Rodgers is playing some great football. Aaron so Rodgers far. having an MVP-like season. He's don't, dominating. Don't, don't, Him and Russell know. Wilson, the two I veteran mean, 27 guys. 27 of 33, QBR 96.9. Um, that is elite. He played against Matty Ice Cold. Four TDs, no interceptions. Um, the pigeons. And and the, it was pigeons against the Packers, mate. That's what we're calling them. They ain't no Falcons. They're yeah, pigeons. Yeah, yeah. 
I love it. I that love guy's it. And in the they're looking good. They're looking good. Obviously, they had the Titans and the Steelers. They had a buy because they had what well, was postponed the game. Um, yeah, it was an interesting week, Dommer, and I was very, very happy to see my boy Joey Burrow get his first win. Um, but not what we are going to uh, lead into, Dommer, before we before we before we uh, go off into the next round of games is my tips. For oh the week. yeah, hundred percent. My tips for the week. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have you been taking a record, mate? Because you've, you've... Yeah, I have taken a record. I've, I've got to update it. I will update it and uh, put a little put a little something out to see. Uh, I've got it all recorded here. I'll put something out on the socials and um, obviously put that into our highlight, which is on our Instagram page that shows you all the bets tracked so far. And I've got it all in a spreadsheet. So um, I'm going to put it up into a nice format. And so I've got something to add into there and I'll share it on the socials where we're at. But on the week, first of all, Dommer, I had four plays on the week. Uh, we had coming out, which I, I think I posted these Thursday. Yeah. I post, you know, I posted them Thursday, which I'll probably do something. I'll have a look at something tonight. I haven't looked at them. I've had a brief look, but I need to have a look and see if there's any uh, more injuries and all that sort of stuff. So yep. I'll make a bit more of an informed choice. Release something out tomorrow, um, the new bets, and um, then obviously reshare them again on Sunday. But... The current bets for this week, I went 5 of 5. I had, you know, released Wednesday, uh, Packers minus 7, uh, Bengals minus 3 as a straight bet. I had both those at 2%. Uh, then I had a multi. I had two multis. I had, uh, you know, I had the, the Buccaneers adjusted the line to minus 3 into the Packers to win, Seahawks to win, Rams to win, Ravens to win. That was uh, uh, giving us $3.15 odds. I took that for 1%. Uh, then I had another multi, which was... Uh, Packers win, Buccaneers win, Ravens minus two and a half, uh, adjusted that line. That gave us $1.99. I took that for 3%. And then, Dommer, it got to Monday Night Football. Uh, I seen the line adjust from minus seven. And I was confident at 2% with minus seven with the Packers over Atlanta after I seen Atlanta absolutely play the way that they played in the last two weeks. Uh, giving up those leads. I was just, uh, you know, I'm like, look, Let's just see how they do when they actually come up against a decent side. And not for anything, I was so confident with that minus seven that I took it for 2%. Got to Monday Night Football. I couldn't believe my eyes when I looked at the uh, at the odds. Uh, the line had adjusted to minus five and a half. So I was able to sneak another um, one and a half points. Uh, so I just figured, you know what? We're going to make this a three-star. I've still already got 2% on it at minus seven. We're going to take another 1% at minus... Uh, uh, five and a half, and not for anything, we actually got a better price at minus five and a half. We got a dollar ninety-five compared to a dollar ninety at minus seven. Uh, so that's uh, five for five for the week. Thank you very much, making money for the listeners out there. And uh, I have broken down. That's five and zero on the week. Five and zero, and that is eleven and seven on the year. Uh, so eleven wins, seven losses. Sitting in the positive, Dommer. I mean, a successful long-term punter, you want to sit somewhere between 55 to 65%. If you can sit in that range over a period of time, managing your bankroll, you are going to make money. So. Very nice. Very nice. Leading more bets, into more bets this to come week. next week. Leading into this week, which uh, source will get his, as he mentioned, his tips out on Thursday. Tampa Bay versus Chicago. Carolina at Atlanta, Buffalo at Tennessee, Vegas at Kansas, Arizona at Jets, Philly at Pittsburgh, Rams at Washington, Cincinnati at Baltimore, Jacksonville at Houston in the Toilet Bowl, 
Miami at San Francisco, Colts at Browns, New York at Cowboys, Denver at New England, Minnesota at Seattle, and Los Angeles at New Orleans. The bye this week are for the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. So rest up, Aaron Rodgers. Beautiful. There we go. All right. Coming up next, hobby talk. It's going to be all saucy talk, mate. Here we go. I'm going to bait you. Coming up next. Three, two, one. All right, we're back. Hobby talk. Uh, we didn't have it last week. Uh, we'll actually give some updates to the viewers and listeners out there, Saucy. Unfortunately, we were going to give you a special podcast with Big Boy Movement 805, which we recorded, and unfortunately, the audio stuffed up again. We tested it three times. Saucy wasn't happy. I've never seen him so angry in my life. I'm genuinely being serious with you. He cracked the absolute shits. Uh, I can understand why we did test it, and then the program we tested it three times, Dom, before we recorded. And the program we recorded, just got up. to the end. I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, bloody hell!" Anyway, but, but live and you learn. But we've got some big things coming right. anyway with Big Boy. We're changing our uh, our plan to it. It's not going to be in a podcast type setting like this. We're probably going to go to the Instagram TV format, where one of us will interview him at a time on certain segments in the hobby. And then his listeners and our listeners, yourselves, will be able to actually ask him questions live and get them answered. So that's the way we're going to do it. Big Boy will feature a fair bit on this show uh, very consistently. We love we love working with him. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to put out our content. But yeah, great, great guy. He's a great character. Uh, he, if you yeah, haven't he, seen him, he's been dripping in those Mike Trout BGS 9.5 cards this afternoon. We absolutely yes, love it. we love it. We love it. We love it. He's, he's gone from, he had 10, he had 8, he had 9, he got 10. He's now got 12 Mike uh, Trout uh, tops update rookies. Um, BGS 9.5. One, I think, was PSA, but most of BGS 9.5. So that is elite. Great work to him. Secondly, uh, we did speak about it. Uh Last week, actually, before we get into that, I'm just going to tell you a bit about the hobby, what my time is being consumed by. If you don't know who they are, I actually found them through Saucy, uh, but Pull Wax, man, they've been ripping cards. They they rip cards probably at 8 p.m. their time over there in. They're based in Canada, are they Saucy? No, no, they're based in states. I think they're based in Cali. Oh, ba- based in Cali. I think I some think. Of them Canada, I think. I think. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But they're, they're based in the States, 8 p.m. Their time, they just go on there and they rip boxes, man. They've just been ripping NT. Oh, they, they do crazy stuff. I've seen them do 24 hour rip. 24 hour rip party. They, they rip for 24 hours. Bro, Straight. they're sick. Pull Wax, that's the name. It's at Pull Wax. Uh, shout out to Lil P. Loving his work. You love Lil P. Oh, froth Lil P, man. He's a gun. And ah, another guy, Sniper Manus, man. He is just being elite. Jimmy. He's just awesome. He pulled a massive golden winning ticket, Zion Williamson. 
which was crazy. Uh, man, he's awesome. He actually featured today. If you have not seen Sniper Manus pull that Zion Williamson, go watch him pull it. He gets rowdy. He gets shirtless. Oh, it's he exciting. is elite. I'm pretty sure there's an IG. There's an IG TV on pull wax. Um, just go. We'll, go yeah. we'll share it on we'll the socials, it. man. We'll yeah. share it on the socials. You got to see the celebrate. This is one of the greatest oh, celebrations for pulling a card I've ever seen. I loved it. It's what it's all about. Uh, it's what it's all about when you pull those monsters. Doma, that's what it's all about. Uh, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, get on to them. As we have mentioned before, we always give our boys Cherry Collectibles a plug. Grayson and the gang down there appreciate their work as well, along with uh, West Coast Cards, who we love their work as well. And there's many out there. But leading into the topic of discussion for today, Saucy has been fired up. If you don't follow him at, at Saucy Collectibles, he has been losing his marbles. Uh but I thought, you know what, we're on the pod. We'll, we'll just bait him a bit and we'll get him to just lose it on the pod so everyone can actually listen to it. But we mentioned last week in uh, the context of Kendrick Perkins joining the hobby and what we thought was probably the most ployed marketing campaign type situation for PSA. Literally looked like a pay job to get P- uh, Kendrick Perkins to say some stuff. Saucy... Uh, Done his own research. He's not too happy. Uh, as you know, he comes with the facts, and he kind of wants people to stop sending cards in to get graded. So, Saucy, over to you, mate. Uh, I know you're going to get fired up over this, uh, and rightly so, because he makes a valid point. Uh, we're not in any way, shape, or form knocking PSA, BGS, or SGC, any of these grading companies. We're just knocking, uh, well, kind of arm knocking, but the service, you can't, justify pricing over poor service uh, and trying to take more money and longer wait times to get your cards back when you promise a certain thing as a company you should be held accountable for what you're meant to provide which it's not been happening so saucy over to you mate yeah so obviously doma um you know you know my my sort of my beef with with this whole thing you know um for anyone out there who who, who isn't familiar, um, PSA, they are actually a public traded company, meaning they are on the uh, Nasdaq stock exchange. Um, they are under the the code CLCT, Collectors Universe uh, Incorporated. Now, if you go have a look at their um, their year to date, oh, actually, Doma, you know what? We've uh we've got the wizardry here that your big boy saucy can bring that up. Go wizard, if you don't mind. So we're gonna bring it up. Thank you very much, Yahoo Finance, for allowing us to to, to get this uh nice graph here. As you can see, uh, April this year. What's that here? The the bottom of this April, uh, which is probably just post sort of COVID. Uh, COVID's just sort of started in. Now we are rolling up. Uh, this is the last six months of growth. They are seeing all-time highs in stock at uh, 58, you know, 58 a share. Um, now, I'm, I'm not 58 a share. Um, there is so much money being pumped into them at the moment, Doma. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where I can find their uh, financial data, but I did find their financial data and their total revenue. Here we go. 
Here we go. So their total revenue uh, annual. We're going to go annual. Their total revenue on this year is already 78, nearly 79 million, right? And the year hasn't finished, ladies and gents. Last year, they, they finished with 72 uh, million total revenue, their last financial year. And this financial year, they're already they're already sitting on uh, uh, 78 million. So you got to imagine... So they're, trend, uh, still... they're going to trend towards probably about 100 mil by the end of the year. Yeah, by the end of the year, but also don't forget it's the end of also the financial year because it go the financial year ends on the sixth. Oh yeah, um, yep, yep. Um, as far as I know, I believe it's the same because that's the date they've got here. So they potentially by the end of this financial year could have uh, a total revenue of somewhere around one hundred forty million. Let's give or take, maybe. Um, that is humongous growth. Now, with that humongous growth there has to be some sort of responsibility um, for as them as a company that wants to grow. Currently with PSA, they are have increased their prices again. Um, so now cards under 99, uh, you know, I just use this as a base because this is most, most car people are sending these cards. Obviously, if they increase their pricing, they're increasing it across the board. They're not just increasing it for that one and then not increasing it for your higher value cards. They're going to increase it for everything. And I understand there's money to be made. It's the biggest it's ever been. But at this point in the hobby, they are continuing to increase their price. They've, their stock prices continue to increase, as you can see here by the chart. But they can, they are now offering a in far, far, far inferior service than they have ever before. You send in a card that's on a 45-day sub. Um, I mean, a year ago, that was at least it was manageable. It was around about 60 days. So it was maybe an extra 15 days. It was okay. Now that's getting to three months, four months. And if you're someone like me here in Australia, where you send it in a bulk sub, um, that's actually six months you wait, right? So based off the logistics and all these that sort of things. 180 um, days, ladies and gentlemen. So that's half a year that you essentially wait for me and for the guys over there. It's minimum three months. Some push on four months. When does when does it stop? And I asked the question uh, on my socials. Um, you know, if PSA made their under 99 sub 20 USD per card and it still took 90 to 120 days to get the card back, would you be happy to pay it? And it was a simple yes or no. Out of that, I got, you know, only 16 people responded, Doma, but I got 12 people that said no, they wouldn't wouldn't uh, be happy to, to pay it. They wouldn't be happy. And I had four people saying yes. Well, those four people that have said yes... You know nothing about the world of service. You know nothing about the world of uh, business. Because that is not the way a business should be run. If you increase your prices, well, your service should get better. The fact that we are rewarding them with mediocrity and uh, severe care for their customer and end consumer is a beyond a joke. Not only with their share prices, right, as you can see, but also with our just willingness to accept these price hikes and continue to pay it. Um, for it, for the record, they have increased their price on their under 99 card from 12 months ago, Doma. From, it used to be $8, 8 USD a card, or $8.50 or $9. They've increased it to 16 USD. 
That's a hundred percent increase, nearly a hundred percent in twelve months. No, no business in the world increases their their margin of profit a hundred percent in twelve months. That's unheard of stuff. That's literally unheard of stuff. You can do but, it. You can do it if you increase your service if you give it if you, a better quality and that's exactly where i'll bring it back to you oh, man, that's fine it. increase your money make more money you need um there's more cars being sent but when does the buck stop when does when does it stop to a point where you know at this rate we're just we're happy to just keep paying it people are happy to keep paying it and keep getting their cards back in three four months um then it's going to be 18 dollars you know it's already 16 then it's going to be 18 then it's going to be 9 uh, 20 then it's going to be 22 it's going to be 24. Um, and then it's still going to be waiting three months. Still going to be waiting four months. You know, a lot of this news, a lot of this uh, share prices, it goes up. Obviously, you've got guys in the hobby who are uh, in this whole aspect. They're really drawn into to the growing of cards. And, you know, as I've spoken about, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. But with this, has to come, has to come. Um, there has to be transparency. Has to come. There has to the- be transparency, and that comes with the grading companies. They're not doing a good enough job in, uh, you know, creating a better service for their customers. At the end of the day, if we stop sending cards as hobbyists, um, flippers, or whatever you do with your cards, they would have no business. Let's let's just put it this way right. as well. Like as a hobbyist, that's fine because a lot of people just want to grade a card and put it in their PC. But let's let's go to the flippers, yeah, because the flippers are like money, 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 money. Who cares? We want graded cards because we sell it. We make double, triple, quadruple the amount, whatever. All right, I'll put it to you this way, uh, from a business mind, because you're a flipper, so technically it's a business. You're buying goods and selling goods at an inflated price, which is what market value is to make it an increased profit on what you originally paid for the tangible object. I know I'm speaking business terms. That's what happens when you study it and you actually understand it. So this is why we're trying to give you a bit of insight. Let me tell you one thing. PSA raises it to 16. Sources said it before. It's going to get to 18. It's going to get to 20. Then it's going to get to 22. Then it's going to to $24 a card for under 99. What happens if the turnaround, it becomes so big and it becomes... 120 days in America instead of 60 days and it becomes 200 days in Australia. But you're a flipper and in that six-month period, you want to make a massive gain on investment and you want to capitalize. But what happens in that six-month period that they take their sweet-ass time because they're shit service, the card absolutely plummets and you've spent $1,000 on a card going, oh, happy days. I'm going to make 8K out of this easy and then you get, by the time you get your card back, the card's only worth 50 bucks graded and it's tanked because everyone's like, oh, that card's terrible because it can happen. It we, can we, happen. We've told you, we keep telling you on a weekly basis. It's such a volatile market in the card hobby because not everything's regulated just yet. It's still in its, lear- in its growth stage, learning with pricing. And like we said, vintage is so low, that, but we're starting to see that trend change a bit in basketball. What happens if you, you want to capitalize on your investment? What happens in that six months, the 12-month period that you're trying to get your card back, someone does their knee and it's career-ending for that player and all of a sudden, you've got you've sent a, like, I don't know, 20 of that guy's cards out going, oh, they'll get nines or tens easy and this is what I'm going to retire on. You're sitting with the bag. 
and you get them back and I'll tell you what the best thing you can do when you get them back is probably put them in the bin if it's a career-ending uh, injury, especially to a modern guy. What are you going to do then? I'll tell you what you're going to do then. I've got the answer. I've got all the answers. I'll tell you what you're going to do then. You're going to blame PSA and you're going to blame BGS and then you're going to do what Saucy's doing. Don't send your cards in. This is bullshit. Their service is crap. It's because it hasn't happened to you yet. So you're willing to just cop it on the chin and be like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The longer you let it happen, the worse it's going to become. And the more money PSA make, they go, well, if they're going to keep sending us cards, we can do whatever the hell we want. If you don't see growth in their company, employing more people, educating more people, doing Look, stuff like that. They, they have done that stuff, and that's probably why some of their... Uh... Thing, their stock and that has gone up um like they've they've actually got a new space which they're opening across but when does it get to a point uh you know when will that even take into account you know they, they've had time um we gave them a bit of grace period for covoid but they've been up running for four months you know uh, since they closed down and you know in that time they've been so slow that they've literally only just announced expansion now and they're still they've been still increasing their prices and they're still getting worse and worse with service like i just don't get when it's gonna be when it's gonna stop like will we ever get back to a point where it's 45 days it's actually 45 days will it be get to back to a point where you actually you know you pay a 10 day and you actually get it back in 10 days not 20 days like it's such bad business, just the way it's being run. It's It just irks me so much. But the hobbyists, the flippers, are just happy to cop it on the chin. Just literally happy to cop it on the chin. And I've seen other guys talk on podcasts, um, you know, bigger podcasts than ours, Dom. Uh, they've even got a, you know, a lot more followers than us. And they're, you know, talking about, oh, you know, grading cards is, you know, the only way you should be buying and selling cards because it's easy to thing. And if you can, you know, afford to hang on to the card and be, you know, hold, you know, be stuck with that money sort of in hold for three months and while you wait for your cards to get back, you can still make so much good money. And that's what people keep seeing. They keep seeing those dollar signs, dollar signs rolling through their eyes, right? Um, but how about being abused as a customer? Because you're being abused, yeah? Like by these companies. Not all of them. I'm just using PSA as an example. They are obviously the biggest company. But the best, apparently. The best, apparently. If you don't grade with them, there's no point grading. Uh, the best, apparently. I mean... I'm not going to say the best. Anyone out there who hasn't seen uh, one of my, uh, you know, I would say uh, good mates on Instagram, uh, Rad Ripper Sports Cards, Dom, we'll tag him and we'll even share the the bullshit, absolute bullshit PSA gave him, uh, giving his Kobe Tops rookie a PSA 2. Mind you, it did have damage, but it was not a PSA 2. So the fact that, you know, uh, this stuff is then happening when you've got all this money being pumped in, them raising their prices, and then them blatantly pretty much looking at this card for one second, seeing one damage on it, whacking on a two, and not taking into account all the other factors that you're supposed to in grading um, is a joke. Because, they, you know, now that just proves to me, by seeing stuff like that now, Dom, is just showing to me that they know that they're under the pump, they've got so many cards, that they're now not even taking the time to even grade stuff properly. And it's not the first time 
um, that we're seeing this sort of stuff. And it irks me with some of their variances that they allow in their grading. Their 60-40 centering, 7-30 centering, top and bottom, 60-40 left to right. Um, you know, it's either centered or it isn't. It's either 50-50 or it isn't. Um, it irks me that they don't, you know, as PSA, don't have half grade between 9 and 10. You know, why you have an 8.5 and not a 9.5 is beyond me. You know, um, that's where the perfect opportunity for you as the company to be more transparent and if not for anything to actually have your tens because then if you actually did that your tens would actually be worth the same amount as bgs tens black labels more. black if i reckon more. that'd be the value of a black label bgs if they had a nine and a half because if you have a nine good. and a half then you're you're you're, you're ruling out that centering and then that 10 is just for that perfectly 50-50 centered card. Um, card you know, right there. Really slight, that minimum, minimum, minimum. I mean, I've seen so many cards. It's it's very rare to see a card that's, you know, got no nothing, nothing on yeah. it, Dommer. Um, There's always like one little tiny little sort of thing that you can probably pick at if you're so anal. But once you've looked over so many you know, hundreds and thousands of cards like I have... Um, that you want to potentially send in at some point grading and make, uh, uh, have a look at them under a, a microscope and light, not microscope, a magnifying glass and light. Um, that's where you have that potential, man. And oh, they no. don't do it. And it just, it, it's frustrating. And it's all the companies. Yeah. BGS is, 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 is abusing us as well. So I'm not going to just sit here and, and, you know, I slate PSA the most because they are the popular. Um, but it just kills me that so much money is being pumped into these guys. You've got so, your highest ever stocks, highest ever revenue. Uh, most you've ever charged the grade cards, but offering the worst service you can ever offer. Work that one out. Be better PSA. Be better BGS, be better SGC, and hobbyists and flippers out there, stop sending your cards in. These guys are literally taking us for granted. They are taking us for granted. There you go. You heard it. That's hobby talk for you. Bit of a somber one. But, you know. Three, two, one. All right, we're back. Just before we get in Saucy Smoky, uh, hobby talk. It wasn't. It's just it had to be said, mate. Uh, Saucy's being out on it. It's just things like that. It's just it just is. It just doesn't reflect uh, well on the business. I understand the hype and stuff. So people were so like one-minded, and you got to be transparent when you look at everything. In my opinion, but uh, that's my opinion. You take it for <laughs> what you wish. Uh, now we've got Saucy Smokey, the most anticipated segment of the show, and he's got a ripper. Does he have a ripper? Here we go. Absolute blinder, Dommer. Absolute blinder. Let, let, me, let, me, let me just bring up let me just bring up the the stuff. Let me just bring up the, the works here. Um Let me just bring it up. Actually, 
go back to here, bring up the calculator so I can do a few uh, quick calculations. Quick calculations. All right, Dommer. Now, you know how much I love vintage, Dommer. You know how much I love vintage. And I bring it back, um, you know, when you, when you look back potentially in 10 years, uh, 15, 20 years time, maybe you put this away, this card, and you look back um, and you're looking at essentially, you know, the way that people start talking about these cards is art, right? You're looking at a piece of art obviously preserved in the slab. Uh, you want to try if you can secure one in the slab. If not, uh, potentially, you know, getting a great a raw one is more than viable. Uh, this is definitely a card that anyone can afford um, at some at some level. Because and I still can't believe that they're so cheap. But um, the guy we're, we're talking about, I've talked about him before. Um, his NBA hoops card, which I talked about on the very first podcast, I believe, is still undervalued. Still undervalued, oh, if you ask one. me. He's still sleeping on it. Criminally undervalued. Um, and here's another one for you. Um, he's uh, 1996 Skybike Z Force Kobe Bryant rookie card. Um, the thing is absolutely criminally undervalued. We're just going to switch it over here to uh, the card ladder screen where we've got the card, ladder. card ladder. Very nice card ladder. Um, and thank you for providing us with these beautiful graphs. We love it. Uh, the, there you see it there. That card there, ladies and gentlemen, um, the uh, Skybox Z Force Kobe Bryant rookie. I mean, pop report, uh, total of 202. 202, if you ask me, and we'll have a look here. I've got the pop reports up ready to have a geese at PSA. Uh, so we've got 1,565 graded total, right? So that's out of that, there's 202 tens. So you take that number, 202, you divide that by 1,565. That gives us 13% Dommer. That means out of a hundred cards that get sent in of this card, thirteen of them only get a ten. That is crazy stuff. That literally means that those tens are so rare. Even though you might be able to still buy this card, uh, you can still buy it raw for ten USD to twenty USD. But the matter of the fact is, cause it's so hard to grade. Though most ch most chances are that that card you buy raw is going to be pretty average and most likely not going to be in a condition to, to grade. Now, if you have a look at this, now we've got um, 603 nines uh, plus 202. Divide that uh, plus the tens. Divide that by 1565. That gives us a gem rate of 51%. Now, not for anything, Doma, um, there are modern cards out there that are actually gemming at a PSA 10 that are at a higher rate than that of 51%. So, ladies and gents, um, the PSA 9, well, I was just looking at some Zion hoops before. We will look up the price here. Thank you very much to 130 point. Um, we'll uh, chuck them in on the tag. Now, we'll look up the PSA 9. Now, the fact that it's 51% gem rate on the PSA 9, that is criminally undervalued, ladies and gentlemen. Only 110 USD for a card which is so hard to grade. That nine 
is essentially a 10 of some modern cards when you think about it in that scheme of things. So um, with the dark borders, the dark edges, and, and not for anything, you are buying the greatest Laker to ever walk, uh, put on a Laker jersey. So you're buying a grade of the game. And when you have a look back over time, the not only you're buying a guy who's won obviously five championships, I go on about this whole thing about buying accomplishments, but you're buying a guy who uh, solidified his place in basketball history and it's Kobe. Like, I mean, it's Kobe. You know, everyone knows Kobe. And in 20 years' time, where you've got my generation that grew up with Kobe, maybe even a, a, bit, even a bit before my time, uh, you know, the guys being born probably in the 80s, uh, 80s into 90s, sort of around there, maybe, you know, uh, with obviously peak, eight, you know, 80, peak 85 to 96, sort of being Jordan era, main Jordan era. Uh, those guys that were sort of born in 85 and that would have come up and Kobe would have been the guy. Even like me, Kobe was, you know, my guy as being a Lakers fan. So, you know, you're buying a piece of history. And that, that PSA 9 is so undervalued. I mean, here's another one. I went for 136, 125. I would look out for that, this card, man. And, um, you know, you can buy, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just put it in here just to have, give people have a, have a look at the prices in a sense. Um, you know, it's a nice here card. we go. A raw one for 23, uh, 22. Uh, you might be able to pick up something else, but you know, let's be honest. Even picking up, if you don't, if you just want to get something slab for your collection, I mean, why wouldn't you buy a PSA seven for 25 when the raw card is going for 22 and it's probably going to grade a PSA seven anyway? So um, when you think about it like that, you know, grab the slab card if you don't want to spend too much. Um, but this is the card, Dommer. Um, this is the card. We've we've seen the trajectory sort of the last three months. There's obviously been only eight sales on a PSA 10 level. But when you think about it, there's only 210 PSA 10s. And not for anything, we'll have a look at the Beckett. Um, up on the Beckett site, you've got uh, only... They've graded 1,152, Dommer. Um, wow. And they've got even a harsher gem rate of 9.5 or higher. There's only one BGS-10. There's no black label. Um, and let's run that number. 73 divided by 1152. That's actually a gem rate, Dommer, of point... No, of 6%, sorry. That is a gem rate of 6%, meaning that out of 100 cards, only six of those uh, BGS gives a 9.5 or higher. This card is criminally criminally undervalued the fact of the rarity and how hard it is to grade is and you know the way the market is going and you hear guys talking about everyone wants to buy graded and i'm sure they do so um why wouldn't you you know i think i'm not exactly sure yeah. how much the graded of this this uh, bgs cost we can have a look and see what one sold for um there you go I mean, a BGS 8.5, even that is undervalued, Domo. You know, $41, you know, yeah, you get it slapped. Good. That's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. That's just, that's an extra 20 bucks. And not for anything, um, the raw card costs 20 Now, for me, it cost me $50, uh, subbing through our mates at Cherry uh, to BGS. Uh, cost $50. That's how much their, their sub cost to BGS, 50 AUD. Um, so if I'm to buy that card raw from the United States... You know, put in my ship my cards, send it over with costs, uh, and then send it for $50 to get it graded with BGS. That card ends up being more 
than me just securing that 8.5 for $46. So I would probably go down that route. You need to take all that into account. Shout out to BG ship my cards as well. Yeah, ship my cards. They are a very good service if you live outside of the United States and are buying quite a few cards in the States. Definitely something you need to look into in terms of uh, being able to save yourself on shipping costs. Um, and, you know, the nine... A BGS 971.90, you know, when you have a look at the uh, Beckett Report, good. when you have a look at the Beckett Report, you know, you add that 73 to the 9s, which is uh, uh, 333, that's the total number of 406, you divide that by 151152, uh, 1, that's actually 35%, Doma. That is crazy low. That is crazy low. Meaning that those uh, BGS nines are so undervalued in terms of in the scheme of things and how hard this card is to grade. Um, you know, this is a true gem. This is this is uh, going to be an art, something to remember. You know, one of the greatest basketball players to ever walk the planet, the greatest Laker to ever walk the planet. Uh, I'm trying to look for a BGS nine point five sale. I mean, I know there is one up on eBay for about five hundred fifty USD by now. Uh, I'm not sure if there's been any recent sales on it. I'm just trying to look through here. Let's uh, let's type in BGS 9.5. That will probably help our cause. But go on, Dominic. You were saying? No, it's just the way I look at it is that seven uh, is great value for twenty nine dollars. In all honesty, you buy the card for twenty, and then you got to grade it. There you it. go. You grade yeah, it last, for eighteen last USD. Last sold four hundred and fifteen, Doma. Yeah. Uh, at BGS 9.5. You know, so, you, know, you know what I mean? You get that PSA 7, for example. It's You're not going to get it. Like, just calm down, everyone. You're not going to just go out and go, oh, it's, I'm going to get 10s and 9s. It's, it's, a, it's a hard card to grade, clearly, as yeah. you mentioned. But you and, think about and you go by the... Dom, it's from 1996. I know. So, it's his rookie. So uh, how, how how old is the card? 24. 24 years old. That's uh, Golby. Uh, that's... You know, oh, yeah. it's going to be difficult. Guys having to look after it. All those ones you see in Raw, they've probably already been looked over to get graded. I just, I mean, yeah. I just yeah. think about it, though. Like, just think about it. 20 USD to buy it Raw. It's 27 to buy it graded. It costs $18 to grade the card. Effectively, if you get a 7, you've spent 38 USD and you lose out. Yeah, I understand you could say, yeah, but I could get a 9 or an 8. Yeah, but just buy the 7. The 7, these cards... In a future date, later date, people are going to start valuing eights and sevens and stuff a hell of a lot more. They're severely undervalued. If you can get eight and a halfs and eights, they're going to, people are going to start putting respect on those cards, especially once they get older. You just go back and you look at those old football cards from the 60s. If you're getting PSA sevens and PSA fives, and they're worth hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. It's going to happen to these cards. Eventually, that's like, it's going to happen. Yeah, that's that's like them. You know, obviously the Mickey Mantles and all that yeah. stuff, like old baseball cards. Everyone even, just even yeah. low low graded is, is yeah. Everyone money. Everyone so picking laughs. up like you know a, a, a BGS eight point five for forty USD. Um, I'm telling you, you. I mean, this is not a card. Maybe it's a card you might be able to make a quick flip on. Um, if you buy it now. If that's your go, you buy them now and flip them. Obviously, when they do a special induction for Kobe into the Hall of Fame, that's that's an opportunity there. But personally, I'm a Kobe collector, so I'll be holding on to mine. Um, and I'll be putting it away because I actually think these, at some point, um, these these Kobe cards are going to be sort of looked at the way that, not maybe not in the same thing because Jordan's considered the GOAT, but the way that those uh, 86 
Jordan cards. I mean, his Fleer and that sticker card, a uh, rookie card. Uh, I looked at sticker, a uh, rookie sticker, and his '86 Fleer. Um, is looked at, and some of his other cards, which are demand, which demand value his rookie cards still. So, and this yeah. is a nice looking card. It is a nice looking card. Mind you, you can get a Z, uh, Z Force uh, Michael Jordan as well. So, <laughs> hey, look, it they, is out look, there as well. Not for anything, Doma. There, I think that will probably might be one of uh, upcoming. Saucy so Smokies. I have to do a re- <laughs> bit of research on him. Yeah, but um, yeah, it could be potential for that. It's another one. So there you go. There's Saucy Smoky, another edition of it. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Wraps up another pod, mate. Uh, we'll continue to bring you uh, content across socials and updates and. Uh, Insta story. Uh, we are now on TikTok, and uh, just we're we're posting uh, some of our uh, in the spotlight on there. Saucy Smoky, bit of price comps, but we've got a new a few new things coming as we did mention with clips and stuff. And yeah, look forward to bringing that to you. So that's another pod down, and thousand more to go, mate. Massive, thousand Massive. more to go. Anyway, Massive stuff, and hopefully in the next pod. Uh... I can uh, have a big grin on my face, Lakers champs. Yeah, uh, yeah, you will, mate. You will. You have your grin on your face on Saturday when we go live. <laughs> anyway, take it easy. Uh, keep living, loving, and breathing sport. Uh, it's been your door, uh, your, your doy, your boy Tomer with the great man, saucy. It's double coverage. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out, ladies and gents. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting app. Also, if you could please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. Don't forget to follow us on socials at dblcoverage underscore on both Instagram and Twitter to join in with your opinions.